Here we are with Godbound, The Storms of Ichao. Episode 1. Uh, my name is Devin, I am the GM, and to my left we have X playing Y. Nicole playing Lao Ling. Kevin playing Grant. And Peter as Azazel the Goat-Headed. Perfect. So, listeners, Storms of Ichao is a module or a little pre-adventure created by Simon Nominee, written by Kevin Crawford, that was released for the game Godbound. Uh, it was released a while back, yep. and it is a sort of um, mystery adventure where there are supernatural afflictions plaguing this town of Ichao, um, and the PCs go in, and there are a there's a roster of NPCs that all have different perspectives and um, what's the word I'm looking for motivations and goals in mind, and they conflict with everyone else. And the PCs go in and try to unravel what is happening in Ichao and how to solve the mystery. Now, originally, we actually ran through this adventure, I think, four months prior. Um, and we did a full recording, and we weren't quite happy with how it turned out, so we ended up scrapping it. And what we did was we spent the night talking about what we didn't like and what we thought uh, would fit better for us. And we rewrote uh, those parts and then just kind of sat on it until we were ready to run again. So this version of Storms of Ichao has been modified, and the modifications we made to the basic adventure are included with this podcast. So if you're on the website or whatever, just look for the link, because it'll be linked in here. Um, we call this the, what do we call this, the yin version? The yang version. The, we call this the yang version of Storms of Ichao, a term that came from Tenberry Blades, where all the major NPCs had motivations that were yin and yang, alternating based on which one the GM wanted to use for the adventure. So we did an alternative take for this adventure moving forward. Yep. Well, uh, basically all, all the reasonings why we made the changes and whatnot are included in the document with this podcast. So go there if you want to learn more, because that, that's where it is. All right. So now that we've explained kind of the very basic premise, we're going to move on with character introductions. So starting with Kevin, please describe to the listeners your character, Grant. Grant is a dwarf. He actually comes from the setting of Ravenloft from the D&D games. Uh, he is... Just like Atris. Just like Atris. That's about where the similar similarities end between them. <laughs> he is, again, a dwarf. Uh, kind of ruddy-colored skin, red hair, wears a lot of kind of dark reds and brown colors. Very earthy. His right hand is this black, shriveled, uh, kind of a claw that seeps mist. Carries a silver pocket watch at all times, as well as his crossbow, the White Witch. And carries a penny, uh, a bag of cursed coins from his time in Ravenloft. Uh, He is very dour, very, uh, very serious. He doesn't take insults uh, laying down. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that should be it. Or... So yeah, the, the same character you played in the Tenberry Blades. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if listeners are looking Tenberry Blades, it is the same grant. And that adventure did happen as far as canon for this game is concerned. Mm-hmm. Just in the abstract sense, the exact details aren't necessary. Something happened in a town. Mm-hmm. Anything else about Grant? What he carries? What kind of tools he has? I think he has an artifact. Did you mention that? Yeah, yeah. I mentioned his uh, pocket watch. It is actually called the... uh, It's called the Displaced Timepiece. 
it allows him to rewind time. And yeah, uh, as well, again, his crossbow, the White Witch, which is just a weapon that he's carried with him for a long time. He's murdered a fair number of witches with it, actually. What words does he have bound? He has uh, bow, endurance, and death. Perfect. All right, I think that's good. Oh, and for listeners reference, this is a level three game we are running through the module in. Um, the module has several things set up that makes it actually pretty difficult depending on what level you are, and three is pretty good for yeah. it. Uh, all right, that's Grant, let's go next. I can go next. All right, Nicole, your character. Uh, Lao Ling is a male in his probably mid-twenties-ish. Uh, he's Dolombayan, so basically Chinese. Uh, he's wearing very traditional clothing uh, that's really in a nice bl um, blue, like, silk. Uh, it's called a hanfu, if that, anyone knows what that means. Uh, he has longish shoulder length hair, but he always has it up in like a, almost like a top knot. And he always is carrying a um, pipa with him, which is a traditional stringed instrument. Alright. What words do you have belt? He has deception, knowledge, and music. And he's also an archmage of the <coughs> Academy of Thought. Okay, and you're a cultural uh, figure within uh, Dillenbai, right? Yes, uh, he is a very well-renowned uh, expert on the arts, the traditional arts and literature of Dillenbai. Uh, he's kind of like a traveling bard, but with more, less like scoundrel connotations and more like a traveling artist connotations. Okay. That seems good. Is there anything else you want to add to the listeners? Um, his musical instrument is an artifact called the Song of Ten Thousand Sorrows. That's pretty much it. All right. And Peter. <coughs> so, as I said, the goat-headed, he's a mutant from the Thousand God. He's a theotechnician that worked there. Uh, he's a godbound of artifice, fertility, and passion. And... You know, he's pretty much a drunken fertility goat. He has a roving band of worshippers around him called the Traveling Billies. He's all about, you know, having parties, getting drunk, and, you know, causing some ruckus around. But he's just very present there. Also, yeah, he goes around and, well, creates, you know, food for everybody. So, you know, these worshippers don't really need much else. And... Yeah, he's uh, knowledgeable in the uh, stuff from the pre-shattered Arsem. And yeah, he doesn't have any artifact to himself. He's just him and his worshippers. All right. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, his statue is like, he's large. He's, you know, has black fur to him, has a goat face, four horns to himself, that is dressed in um, floral fineries. He has those crazy goat eyes. Yeah. That, that marks them as an ally of Satan. <laughs> All goats are. Sorry, I forgot about cults. Hmm. <laughs> cults. Hmm. Do you guys have cults? Yes. It does, actually. Yeah, there we go. You have yourself your own little fortress cult <laughs> in uh, Kong Feng. Hmm. The Eternal Watch. 
Yeah. And yourself, your cult. Yep. Uh, they they're also uh, they're basically all trained in the academy of thought as well, uh, and they all learn musical instruments. And they're about preserving the culture of Dolombai while bringing it forward into the new age. Meanwhile, the Eternal Watch is all about driving out, you know, people who would use magic and the like to harm the innocents. Okay. Man, Dolby <laughs> would love that. I'm, I'm like, oh no, you don't like magic? As well <laughs> as, like, Harris. surpassing pain. That's kind of their philosophy, expanding on that. They're all uh, masters of the strife of... The flaming monks? Oh god, what is it called? It's from Ten Buried Blades. Consuming pain? Something like that? Uh-oh. Is it on your character sheet? It was, and then I erased it. The Strife of the Torment Defied. Torment. Yes, that's the one. Which is a strife in Tenberry Blades, listeners. <laughs> so much fun. But yeah, being witch hunters is, is actually something that Dolby would love, because they, are, they border the bleak black academies that keep sending monsters down. That's probably most of what they've been dealing with, too. They hate that shit. Yeah. The whole reason that con that uh, Ichao is having its problems is because it has to constantly defend against shit like that from their curse masters. Hmm. Yeah. Alright, I'm just gonna... So, those are your characters, and yeah, the pretense of the module, or the adventure, is that the three of you, independently or together, are notable divine figures um, within the nation of Dolombai. You've done things that are renowned to get to where you are now. So, my question is, could you articulate to the listeners just a brief breakdown of um, how you guys know each other and what people might know you for? Like, not super detailed, just, just a cliff notes. Grant took out a cult that was uh, near a city, as well as taking out a sorcerer of sorts. C, was, C uh, Ten Buried Blades. Yeah, C and, Ten uh, Buried Blades. And how you fixed up Kong Fang. Fixed it right the fuck up. They then kind of did a semi-hostile takeover. I mean, Kong Fang is still giving its money to Dolombai, it's just doing it at a better rate with way less banditry, and way more crop output. So he murdered pretty much everyone who was standing in the way of profit. Put a few Ferengi in charge. The good ones. Basically. Put that Canadian in charge of supplying guns. No, I banished him. <laughs> I banished For his him. accent. I mean, did you get a gun from him? No. no. Grant was like, eh, crossbow. Alright, so yeah, Kong Fang and you basically taking over a profitable little area of Dolombai and securing it against its problems. Yeah, and then he's just been sending out his cultists to help st help enforce the, you know, nearest <clears throat> areas. Yeah, Kong Fang was, was a very large area. Like, the city itself was fine, but Kong Fang actually covered a large amount of, like, open farmland. Hmm. So those areas are where, where your cult really has to put in the extra elbow grease. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Forced large, empty, like, mountainous areas. Yeah. Alright, and Nicole? Cultural bard hero? Yes. Um, he's known for uh, basically going into towns, putting on amazing shows and being an expert stuff, but also, like, solving people's problems pointing out that people are doing things that are bad, that were like secret. So you're like a Greek kind of philosopher dude who goes in and fixes people's problems with rhetoric and knowledge? Yes. That's cool. tells on them. I mean, if you want to put it that way. You're corrupt. 
You're like Dionysus, a dickhole, or Plato. Plato, open bracket, everyone who doesn't think like me is a blind idiot who grew up on intelligence in the cave, close bracket, the philosopher. Oh, mate. No. I mean, you have knowledge, deception, and passion, so you can just go in and be all like, stop fucking up. Pew! I did it. No, lying. Plato, humble as humble as apple pie, the philosopher. Oh, Plato the first mage. Alright, and Azazel, goat-headed demon whore, artificer, monster mash. Yep, so he probably just roams around wherever with his maid band of you know, entertainers. You can't use the word roam when you're a demon-headed dude who has, like, devil machines and spider-like chairs and have, like, orgies and, like, plants growing everywhere. You're basically the Baphomet statue the Church of Satan keeps throwing up everywhere. I mean, you know, because Romeo really doesn't have any, you know, any direction he's going towards. He just got around. So you're just carving curly lines across the map full of rainforest? Yeah, full of rainforest, wherever he stops, you know, further lands to feed his followers and then, you know, leaves that behind for people to have. So, you know, the places he you know, goes by are better for it because, hey, fix all the fertility problems, you know, high-yield crops, and, you know, party for a while. It just disrupts the locals, you know, fu- um, you know, ruffles some feathers and so on, but, you know, in the end, it's better for it. All right. And how did the three of you cross paths? I assume Azazel and Ling... Uh, literally cross paths at a South right? town one day. As they're both kind of wandering types. Wandering events. He probably entered Grant's territory <laughs> speak, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to pe- speak to these people who are extremely powerful <laughs> and renowned. Because mm. he's, yeah, he's kind of all about the stability of the country right now, so. It's a pretty stable country. Yeah, exactly. Good government. No zombies around. Yeah, it's not an apo- post-apocalyptic zombie hellhole. Remember Ars um, and Calia? Right. I remember. Because he's probably well aware of the Racking Confederacy, is that what it's called? I believe so, and they're mutants and monsters that get birthed out of burrows under the ground and just rampage across the countryside. We're also at war with the Patricia? Patria? Something like Which that? Which is Patria. Sparta. Sparta, yeah. yeah. We're also constantly at war with those assholes. So he was... Give them nothing and take from them our sequel's revenue. <laughs> so he was probably well aware of that. I was like, yeah, we could work together to, you know, stabilize this country further. This country Fight deserves all enemies. It. Yeah, basically. This country's way better than the one I came from. It's less of a racist shithole. Look at these opium-smoking slaves. They love it. <laughs> it's very ordered. <laughs> ordered, but still racist. It reminds me of home, with our nice, even-handed, ordered, iron-fisted ruler. Some kind of wizard king. Some kind of magic man. Fuck that guy. Grant and Atrus have very different opinions on Aslan Rex. Azzy. <laughs> Aslan, open quote, literally no one calls me that. Oh, close quote, Azzy Rex. <laughs> Rexy. Okay. So, yeah, you guys know each other. And, yeah, Kong Feng is... I'm not confident. You shall. Eat chow. Alright, we're back. So, uh, Eat Chow, Fortress City Eat Chow, is a uh, bulwark city that is in the, I believe, north of Dillumbai, right on the border of uh, Rex. 
Rectai? Rectian? Hmm. The Rectian Confederacy. Rectian, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's on the Dawong River. It has 100,000 people in it. And it is a city that has been having problems. The, the pretense of the module is that the city, because it's on the border of this nation they've been at war with forever, uh, this nation of like evil sorcerers and cursors and people that create Power Ranger-style monsters and let them loose on across the countryside, and they just flood into Dillumbai. Um, this city has an artifact called an Altar of Heaven from ages and ages ago. And what this altar does is it prevents curses and supernatural destruction from befalling the city and gives it a shell. But it also has hang-ups of its own that are required to be followed for it to function properly. And those downsides are starting to get really bad in the city. So they can't turn off the altar uh, because it is protecting the city from the problems flooding in. But it is starting to act up in a way that's going to ruin the city, basically. And I think because Grant has been so known for his work in Kong Feng, uh, he was invited to the city uh, by its ruler, uh, or not its ruler, but it's basically the, the man in charge. Governor. Pardon? The governor. The governor, that's the word, thank you. Yeah, Governor Wu Jiang, the viceroy of uh, Fortress City, Ichao invited Grant, who is a established divinity in Dolombai, to come and help with these issues that the city's been having. And he has promised, uh, he basically in the letter alluded to uh, him being an influential figure that could add legitimacy to the religion and <coughs> offices that you're instituting in Kong Feng. So I've probably been hitting issues with that, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say you've been hitting issues in the vague term. I mean that in no uncertain terms were you given a letter from the Emperor's, or like whoever stands in for the Emperor's court saying you need to disband your cult or it's going to turn into a bloodbath. <laughs> so in the interest of it not turning into a bloodbath, Governor Wu Jiang has, has been working in between you guys to uh, sort that out. Wu Jiang? Mm. Yeah. Grant probably keeps like advisors around him all the time to advise him on Dolombai politics and stuff because he's not from around here, so it's like, okay, so that's why I can't do that, or... Crime is illegal. That's why they get upset when I do this, because it's culturally insensitive, <laughs> I see. This costume is culturally insensitive. <laughs> they called me Reggae Man. So, yeah, essentially he is offered to sponsor you, of sorts, if you can troubleshoot the issue they're having, mm -hmm. and only the way misunderstood half-men divinities can. <laughs> Misunderstood. That, that explains all of his problems. <laughs> What's the um, nobility cast in this country called again? It is called, of course, the... Of course, they're called the Zhenzai. They make up at about 5% of the 16 million uh, population of Dombai, uh, and they are the, basically the nobility cast, but at any moment, for any reason, the royalty can just take that away. Also, it's not hereditary. You nope. basically become nobility by passing tests. Yes. By being good at the stuff. My character was actually, his father was a magistrate, and he was going to do the tests, but then he's like, I don't like the way the government works, so I'm going to not do that. Yeah, everyone who is in Jinzai is Shio-ren. Which are just, you know, uh, 16 million-ish people. Yeah. Ah, Dolomba has more Jonesy than Yonkalia has people. Kong, or um, Ichao, has more people in its walls, 100,000 people, than a quarter of Ancalia right now. 
And Kelly has about 400,000 people that are alive, and just just Ichao has 100,000 people in its walls. Yeah. So, you're fucked in Kalia. Yep. Let's go looting there. Steal all their artifacts. <sighs> okay. Anyway, uh, you had asked that question, and where was I going with that? With, well, before that, you were describing what Governor Wu Yang promised yeah. Grant. He wants Grant to come on board, and Grant, I'm assuming you're bringing these two with, because they're also, you know, gods. Yes, and they also have cults. So it's like, hey, let's all get our cults established. So we can Political be, legitimacy. Yeah, so we can be bona fide religions in this in this country. Like it cuts to like the border of Kong Fang, where like the 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 armies of the of the emperor are ready, staring at us for the cleansing. <laughs> uh, they, like have their button over the purge button, and you're like, don't you do it? Time is kind of of the essence. It's like I'll be right fucking back. So yes, uh, you guys are tra have traveled to Ichao. Ichao is a fortress city. It has long, sloping hills and valleys uh, around the up uh, to about a mile around the actual city. The city is a large, sprawling, walled fortress with many districts built into it. Um, there's like rivers and plainsland and rice fields and other sort of stuff kind of built around it. And it's not kind of like a trading hub mixed in with like a like military encampment. So there's the ground is muddy and churned up by horsemen uh, constantly going through and marching and rain uh, and storms, irregular, fairly present storms. The storms of Yichao. The storms of Yichao. Very good, Peter. You did it. Your regular modern day George Lucas in subtlety. So that's so scathing. Oh, <laughs> so you are yeah. You have come to each out. Uh, again. Large fortress city, large walls, gates, guards, uh, horseback archers. This place is fortified. There's about um, I believe it was something around the lines of like. For the record, it has like five thousand soldiers just stationed in the city, ready to go. Which is a lot. I mean, they're right on the border. Yeah. This place is fortified, and there's a constant kind of putrid, pollution-based smog coming from it as the uh, pig iron furnaces and stuff are just going. Uh, yeah. How are, I assume you're entering from, like, just the city's entrance? Well, I think we're going to the party boat. All right, you're coming in through the river? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. And we're back. The Silver District. You guys coming in on a boat. What does this fucking boat look like? Well, so it's a party boat. The large one, large boat filled with flowery things that's overflowing from it. Like, uh, you know, fruits flowing down the river next to it. With people partying on it, making some music. Pretty good thanks to Lao Link here. And yeah, getting drunk. And so on. It's like one of those uh, processions, floats you'd see, just, you know, more debauchery there. Alright, and all your various uh, people and attendees are with? Yep. Uh, I have to ask, because you're a necromancer king, uh, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of undead did you bring? Okay, so he brought a lot of his human, like, eternal watch people, and they're just partying in the back with the rest, but, uh... 
Grant's at the front, smoking and watching the front of the boat with uh, probably four people in like porcelain masks and heavy robes just standing silently, silently behind them, and they're probably zombie kings. Zombie lords? Zombie lords. Oh, fun. Uh, and they're all zombie lords, they're not like mummies or ghoul lords or anything? Oh, which, maybe ghoul lords, actually. Ghoul lords are probably the best way to go, because they don't have horrible auras that, uh... Stench auras that kill people. Yeah, so, <laughs> ghoul lords. Oh, we don't want that. The flowers aren't going to help too much. Ah, they all smell strongly of, like, incense and stuff, to, uh... They probably have, like, like, pauldrons and personal clothes that have burning incense on them, like, so they're smoke guys. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, they look like, you know, priests, and... <laughs> They will stay on the boat. Yes. Until they're called into action, then it's fucking go-go gadget time. Exactly. Go-go gadget creates spawn. <laughs> uh, There's probably uh, wax-sealed barrels underneath the boat that are full of, you know... Ghouls? Ghouls, yeah. Ghouls! On the barrels again. The, Why not? The unintelligent undead don't get to be on the boat. Oh, they're intelligent. Ghouls are intelligent. Oh, really? They're people. Hungry people. Well, they can sleep under the boat. Hopping, they're hopping vampires. That they're hopping cannibals. <laughs> they can stay underneath. <laughs> With a touch, they can paralyze someone uh, as if they were dead, but mm. they're alive and away. Or excellent. And they're a plague brought down on the people. <laughs> oh no! So yeah, that's what my cultists are doing. Perfect. So yeah, in the lower decks, you have a ghoul uh, contingent. Waiting. That's nice. Yes, for wine. You can provide them with meat. <laughs> Fertility's for plants. Fertility's for a lot of things. Anything can be fertile if you elbow grease it. We just have a cage of bunnies in the back that, you know, you can make them breed really fast. Little bunnies. Fertility's not just for plants, it's for everything. Lower the bunnies into the barrel. The plants are so easy. Meat plants. So meat, meat man, I'm sorry, meat man. Finn, I'm going <coughs> to stop eating meat man. <laughs> Anyway, Ichao, as you're coming through the river, uh, you're coming to the Silver District, basically, and this has the acrid uh, iron fog all around it. Uh, it is a mishmash of apartments and houses built on top of each other, stacked up almost kind of like um, what you imagine an old-timey version of a trailer park would be if all the trailers were haphazardly crushed onto each other, which is actually City and Exalted. So it's like stacked, lopsided houses with like uh, half-pipe tiles and clay on them. Um, kind of like Ghibli it's as... It's the burrow. It's the what? It's the burrow. The burrow. Louise's house. Yeah, yeah. Like lopsided <laughs> poor people houses built on a dock. Um, there are, you know, stalls and, and like little merchant areas and half circles where people like are behind counters selling goods and whatnot. And uh, yeah, this area, you know... Smells of commerce and burning pig iron and piss and shit. And there's about ankle deeps worth of muck and wet ground because nothing's cobbled here. And people are just slogging their way through it. Socks eternally wet. I guess I'm gonna eat The river is brown and yellowy with runoff from the uh, iron district. Uh, oh, so much for the fruit. Oh no, well, I think the people are used to it. They can fish out. Yes, they are, they are used to crushing poverty and pollution. Yes, they are used to it. <laughs> they are used to being born and dying slaves. Perfect. Thanks. What? The look on your face, Nicole. 
The look of disgust. She's just so angry looking. She's <laughs> so gross. Yeah, well, welcome to, the, welcome to the real world, jackass. Welcome to the medieval times. Your boat docks. Yep. Um, yeah, your procession disembarks. I'm assuming um, Azazel has, like, people that scatter, like, flower petals before we yeah. walk. We have a whole procession, that like... That sounds like a thing. Throwing legs, you, you know. have palanquins? I have a palanquin. Of course. Because I'm drunk. <laughs> Goat-headed saint man giving the Baphomet sign as he's on a palanquin, blessing people. Grant has a donkey. <laughs> Can't fit on a full-sized horse. That'd be bullshit. It's like, oh god. Oh, 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 god. oh careful, land spider. <laughs> oh fuck. And what are you doing? Just gonna walk on through? Yeah. Gonna be playing my instrument as we go. Yeah. I take my grand piano with me. <laughs> a grand piano. <laughs> Like every texture is replaced with a Nicolas Cage face. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, people are agape at you guys because you've just arrived and ooh-wee, look at you guys. Oh, yeah, I'll be playing my instrument as I'm walking. I'll pluck a, like a, a flower off of his palanquin and like give it to a pretty lady as I walk by. She swoons. <laughs> yeah. Going for the kill. <laughs> Pounding her right here on the dock. <laughs> no, like she swoons, like she's been disabled. So oh. you're going for the killing strike. Coup de gras. Coup de gras. So Grant grabs a rose and does you know tuxedo mask. Inhales, ah. inhales someone. One d ten damage. Uh, Grant kind of motions for his heavily robed cultist to just stay on the boat. They do so. Excellent. Yes, the Silver District is just covered in garbage and people. The no. people are garbage. And no more garbage from us. Flower uh, petals are garbage. There's actually a fairly nice looking estate built on top of the stacked houses. It's like a large kind of brightly colored mansion that's kind of lopsided. That doesn't look like anyone respectable lives there. But uh, yeah, here you are. Guards are starting to kind of filter on in from another <coughs> part of the city. Not like, you know, a murder contingent, just like people who are official. Uh, here they come. Grant just instinctually pulls out his wallet. <laughs> He's been here long enough. Kind <laughs> of a bribing. You have the letter though, right? Oh yeah, I do, but uh, sometimes it's not enough. Sometimes it's never enough. <laughs> My god. Oh yeah, three men approach. Uh, they're in um, military-style armor. They don't look like they're um, constables. They look like they're actually like, part of the military contingent. And they kind of eye the assembled crowd until they find the half-man. <laughs> and yeah, the approach is like, um, you are the half-man? Grant. A pleasure. Half-man Grant. Pleasure to meet you. Invitation here. These are my friends, associates. All right. Uh, we will take you to the governor, of course. Huh. We've given orders to lead you through. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. We'll take the procession to the city then. 
Like all of them? Why not? Alright. Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> can we just lose them to the mud or to mothers? <laughs> Like some of the animals get stuck and they're like trying to, like, okay, just put some rugs under their hooves to get them out of there. <laughs> Poor just, just push a woman over and, you know, let them walk over. It's fine. It's fine. Peasants are used to this. The whole reason they don't modernize is because it's easier just to throw more servants at it. <laughs> you don't need an assembly line or like a really high tech like construction facility. <coughs> if you have endless amounts of free labor, she just really throws straw into all this mud. Even that. There really... is straw in all this mud. Oh, God. <laughs> you think this is their first rodeo? Also, <laughs> I guess with all the rain, it's just impossible to keep up with this shit. Yeah. Ankle deep for a person. For a grant, that's like up to... Is it all this? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a lot of mud. That's why he's on the ankles is enough to be your pelvis. He's a dwarf. Yeah, but, like, ankles are only two inches tall. He's not, like, a five-inch person, Devin. He's a mini-dwarf. He's, like, fucking probably four feet tall. Well, it'd be up to his calves, then. Either yeah. way, he doesn't want to be in it. <laughs> like, yeah, fair, but it's not, like... The bottoms of his pants... The bottoms of his pants would get wet. It's like, man, fuck this. Just, just carry me. I can't go anywhere. So I'm just going to take a mini-boat. <laughs> He's getting smaller with every ex every time. Right. He's on stilts. He's on the back of one of those stilt walkers from Mad Max. <laughs> Jousting. Uh. Master Blaster. Yes, uh, they bring you out of the... What they, you'll of course know, is the Silver District, where all the trade and mercantilism goes, and they lead you through the city. So, as you all... Uh, I should mention, once you entered uh, Ichao proper, you feel the oppressive miasma that only can come from, uh, I think you've encountered it before, Grant, uh, uh, supernatural wards and protections. Hmm. The oppression of an Empyrean and Mundus ward system in place. Man, that is like a slap directly in my face. The Mundus ward is level 6 and is which means it increases the multiplier for all of your, uh, or the base cost for all of your dominion and influence by six. Oh my god. Yeah, so good luck with that. And be careful when somebody loves you. <laughs> um, and the Empyrean Ward, which only appears once you get to the geomantic nexus that is the Governor's Palace next to the Mulberry District, uh, requires that you commit two effort to use any of your gifts. Yep. Like... It's like cold breath tool. You submit, you do it per day? No. no. You enter the grounds and you commit two effort to the grounds. And then I can gone. use whatever gifts I want. Yeah. Just that two effort already. That's what I was asking. Yeah. And then when you leave, you get the two effort back. Yeah. Welcome to the jungle. We live in a jungle. So you are guided. Um, Oh, shit. To the Banner District. And the Banner District is kind of the official center point of the city. Um, much more better constructed, better fortified. Uh, more encampments. It's closer to the um, military side of the uh, city. And, yeah, from there you are brought to the Governor's Palace. It is, it's unlike the unfired clay and kind of um, 
uh, shingling that the other houses are made out of. This is made out of actual carved and reinforced wood. It's a large um, palatial kind of looking estate. It's official. Okay. And yeah, you're brought up to it and guided through. Uh, eventually, you are brought into a room with a older, um, weathered man, uh, Governor Wu Jiang. Just yes. So, uh, within the wooden uh, and lacquered corridors of the governor's palace, there are um, the large kind of paper folding doors, uh, lanterns, gold filigreed iconography, jade inlaid art pieces. Um, this place has been very well kept and uh, given the, the, the kind of respect it deserves as the center point of the town's operation in a small side room uh, that doesn't seem to quite serve as his office, but it's just a room he will meet you in. Uh, older, severe-looking man. He's in uh, magistrate's robes um, not that, that have a very simple and kind of almost... almost uniform feel to it, whereas many people kind of embroider and make their, their uh, attire gaudy. His is strict, severe function. Uh, his face is pockmarked with old wounds and signs of malnourishment or uh, weathering from extended military campaigns. And he, he kind of holds himself um, not un uneven, but in the way that, you know, parts of him would probably have been crippled from a lifetime of military activity. This is a man who gets his hands dirty. Yeah, he was. He signs off on some, essentially some paperwork. He gives a seal to it, and people leave the room. Uh, there are guards posted outside the room, but they're not. You know, they're not. They don't have a presence in here. But this place is garrisoned. And you get the feeling that he is very much in control of the area. Hmm. You are... I believe this is the first time we've met in person. You're the half-man. It is good to meet you in person, yes, Governor. Grant, at your service. I am Lao Ling. This, the... He's, it looks like he's searching for the word in his head to describe you that isn't... Dismissive. Viciously dismissive. <laughs> <laughs> the dropout. Yeah, no, he's looking for the opposite of that. Scholar? The cultural traveler. Yes. Right words, <laughs> as you say. From the Thousand Gods. Yes. Or the default of Okami. That's right. It is a pleasure to have you in Ichao during this time. I'm glad you saw fit to take up our offer of mediation between the Regency and Kong Feng. I felt it best to deal with this as soon as possible, given the alternatives. What have you heard of the issues going on with Yichao or its significance to the Dolmbin <coughs> uh, war effort? What would I have heard, actually? Uh, Ichao provides a large amount of resources to the military. Ichao 
basically double dips. Like they provide the taxation that is required of all cities in Dolombay, and the governor basically personally ensures a second uh, helping of it goes directly to the war effort. Mm-hmm. So Kong Fei or uh, Ichao is is basically producing a double capacity for what Dolombay would want. So instead of like Gong Feng, instead of going to multiple people, though, it goes to just the war effort. Yeah. So. It also is basically the, the fortress kind of uh, strategic point between Rakhine and Dolombay itself. It's been like this forever. So I know you are the uh, kind of the central point of defense for Dolombay. Much of the war effort relies on on the city, its fortress. You've been instructed well. Ichao is a critical juncture for the war. If this city were to fall, the miscreants and barbarians from Ragtime would flood in with their monster children. A linchpin, if it were. Yes. Though there are some in the Dillonbian courts that do not see it this way. They do not appreciate the precariousness of Ichao's situation. And I imagine you do have a situation, a very serious one, to have called upon uh, the likes of us. Yes, as you've surely noted, and he kind of just gestures at all, there's like like sigils and ceiling signs kind of plastered across this entire building. One of the... One of the major points of this city is that it is supernaturally warded. It has a infrastructure put in place. Uh, a, a cultural artifact, a altar of heaven that wards this place entirely from any of the foul curses and black magic that would come from the north. This altar has a an emotion to it, a, a feelings. It gets moody, it gets upset, it gets vengeful. When people act outside their station when people don't follow the the proper way to live. Much like God itself. It mediates upon the philosophy of the true king. The the ancient cultural god king. Surely it can't If every time a person stepped out of line, it caused this level of issues, your city would be in ruins. It is focused more on the, you know, on the ruling caste's actions, hmm. the bureaucratic processes, the authority. People are simply reconditioned when they act out of line. But for it to, to take revenge on the city, in a way you will see, Chow itself is being plagued by destructive storms. It's been happening for a year now. The city will cloud over in a matter of minutes and will be ravaged by uh, lightning and winds and hail and destruction, ripping apart buildings, killing people, dozens at a time sometimes. And then it'll pass. (coughs) This is heaven striking back at the city. And it would only do so in such a way if someone... Someone under me, but over the Shio Ren, had committed an atrocity to heaven upon the same level of treason to the regent himself. 
assume you've been policing the nobility uh, quite a bit since this has started. Nothing has seemed out of the, out of the ordinary. I've been told by the any rolls his eyes caretaker of the altar that the significance of the altar's vengeance, its its punishment, would have to be in response to a conspiracy so foul and so treacherous that it would have to involve perhaps hundreds, perhaps dozens of people looking to work against the regent or the true king himself. N- nothing short of an uncreated cult or. Ractine itself having infiltrated the city. Is there any pattern or... Yeah, has there been any pattern that's emerged from the people the city kills? Just, it ravages the city and whoever is unlucky enough to be caught in its wake is slain. Hmm. Yesterday some Junzai, uh, a week before, two dozen people who lived in a, in a slum house. Crushed under hail and poor construction. Out of character question. Yeah. Um, when you say you have to commit to effort to do any magic, that's even if the magic <clears throat> itself doesn't. Um, if you need to commit effort for anything else, you need to first commit to effort. So if the gift doesn't require effort, then you don't have to commit effort. I don't think so. Like all the constants work, and so on. Just. Yeah, if any of your gifts say commit effort, you have to commit that to effort to rewards. Okay, because some like a lot of my gifts are either constant or don't say that they uh, require effort, so I can just do that. Yeah, let me pause and uh, double check that to be sure. Yeah, anything that requires you to commit effort, you have to commit to the appearing rewards. Okay. Was that a follow-up to like a power or something? Or? No, I just wanted to know. Um, I'm also just looking over my gifts to see which of my stuff requires effort and which doesn't. Anyway, every seven days we are ravaged by a destruction, uh, a calamitous storm. It'll rip into the city, it'll cause untold damage, it'll cause death, and then it will leave, and it's not getting better. This has been going on for almost a year at this point, and it's starting to reach an unmanageable peak. As though someone is intentionally trying to uh, go the city into its own destruction. Perhaps. All I know is that someone would be having to... This would be... This is a conspiracy... This would have to be a conspiracy so perverse that it seems impossible that it would have be, be secret. Exactly. After you said a year? It's been gone for a year. In the last three months, it's gotten worse. Yes. Something like that would be very hard to hide. And any Dolumbian would have caught on. Any Dolumbian who would do something like this would catch on to this causing their own destruction. They would know. I can't picture Perhaps anyone they doing would have this. Left. If they left, wouldn't the storms have stopped? Precisely. Hmm. Yeah. It has to be someone. It must be someone who is Junzai, who is within the, the who is within an authoritative position in the pattern. Witness <coughs> no. And we're back. Yes, um, the, the, whatever is causing this has to be within, and the Regency is not pleased with the continuing uh, destruction to the city, as it represents a severe undermining of the Regent himself. 
These storms are an open declaration that someone is working against Dylan by itself and its people in a perverse way. Doesn't look good on anyone involved. Well, more importantly, it doesn't look good on me. It's very hard to... It is more difficult to put forward the uh, urgency of Ichao being a focal point of the Northern War Defense when it is flagrantly uh, disrespecting the Regency. And he hasn't been lying or deceiving us at all? No. Okay. Sorry as he knows this is the truth. I definitely feel we can help each other here. It's very good. The storms need to stop. We cannot take down the altar. The altar defends us from the Rakhtine front. The altar must stay in place. And it is also a cultural artifact. It is from the true king. It cannot be removed. There is no replacement for it. There is nothing that could take over for what it does. Mm. Yes, to destroy it would be to uh, expose a great weakness. Not only, in Dole, not only in this fortress city, but in Dola by itself. It's also a cultural artifact, and that would look extremely bad if I were to be the hand that retired such a such a thing. It would be to gainsay the true king itself, and to gainsay the regent who put it, who had it established. And I'm sure there are plenty who are looking to take your place with such scandal. Speaking. Of the censor. <laughs> oh. Ah, you're the censor in town, of course. Yes, the Regency has sent a royal censor to investigate the corruption. He is shockingly efficient at his job. He's been here not too long. I don't know if he's made any serious headway, but he would be the person to touch base with and shake for information. His name? Uh, Liang. Liang is a favorite among the courts. He is good at his job. He has not failed to deliver on uh, corruption that on corruption in areas that he's been rooting for. He seems to find it wherever he looks. How convenient. Yes, he got um, he got a, a a fairly gilded feather in his cap, so to speak when he brought down the horrific corruption coming from the Fang family, a other censor's uh, lineage, lineage of censors. Uh, they happen to be his family's direct, comp direct rivals, so it's serendipity that he was able to remove uh, such a corruption from the city. How very fortuitous. Well, I'm sure we can speak with him, figure out if he has any leads, and... Beat him to them. Who else? There are other people in the city that I would recommend to reaching that are important to this. Um, <clears throat> Tomor, Noan Tomor. He is um, a stalwart ally of Ichao. He, I, I've worked with him for years. Um, his, he, I've had his archer riders, his horsemen. Uh, we've hired them out to assist the garrison and help with raiding Rakhtine and pushing back against their monsters. I've heard word that his riders might have found something. 
Uh, Noyan is... He's good. He's very zealous in his pursuit of uh, game. He's been pushing for harsher and harsher raids against the Confederacy, but we're at an impasse with these storms. If you were looking into the investigation about why the Ultra would respond this way, you should see Faye. Her title is Beautiful Sage. Uh, she is the greatest philosopher and scholar on the pattern, and that's, and that's with her being a she. <laughs> there is no equal in the city. She seems to have a complete understanding of it. If anyone would be able to suss out what exactly could be causing this crime, it would be her. If the altar itself perhaps is acting in a way that contradicts reality, then it would be prudent to spend at least some time looking at its caretaker, Prince Yao. A prince here in the city? Yes. The Regency has seen fit to send his... The Regent has seen fit to assign his little brother here to lead the altar. He's of the blood, so he has... His blood has the value in that it allows the altar to be controlled. As the Regent's blood courses through it in some form. Through him in some form. This is the heresy line. He's really scared that edge. <laughs> He's harmless, so seek him out if you must. And then the censor, there would be Mother Fuhan. She is the she is the head of the money in the city, the merchants, the the dealers, the business people. She might have an in on any corruption that may be occurring. She is any corruption that may be occurring. One does not acquire wealth in such a way in Dillumbai without having their hands or an honor dirty. How long has she been in town? She's lived here her whole life. Presumably then it, it would have been acting up before now. Perhaps, unless she was working against the Regency in some way for her small-minded greed. Mm. She might have undertaken darker things within the past year. Stepped up her game. Her and her business people have been complaining about the taxation in the city. They feel like they don't need to pay their fair share. And I assume her wealth leaves her not untouchable, but her difficult. wealth is the regent's wealth, and <laughs> I feel that perhaps I have not had a firm enough hand in reminding the money people in that fact. <coughs> Despite the fact that governors before me have been much stricter with taxes and much more lax with the war effort, they feel I am being unfair. They, they, they assume that they're... They presume that my popularity with them is relevant, and thus I could see them in a very small-minded way trying to upset the natural order of things and rebel. Very small-minded. But if one were to know things that my people would not know, or my people do know and are being paid not to know, it would be her. 
I assume everyone on this list you just gave us ha is uh, Jinzai. Um, but what about no. Tomor? The only person who would be Jinzai would be myself, the prince and the censor. Well, then it wouldn't be Mother Fu, would it? Or the sage. That doesn't mean she doesn't have a hand in it. She deals with a lot of people. Yes, a conspiracy. And Tomor wouldn't be involved. He believes in the Regency as much as I do, even if he's not local. Him and his horse riders are our cousins, of course. Of course. Ooh. They're cousins with a capital C? No, they're they're Tobin. <laughs> they're to they're they're Tobin. Our and he gestures to Nicole <laughs> are cousins from across the border. So they're everyone? basically the Mongol horde. He hired a thousand of them. Oh yeah, there's an entire country of Mongolians. Basically. Like, yeah, like Genghis Khan and shit that are just relatives of Dullumbai. Like, they're just a branch off. Romulans and Vulcans, basically. And he's like, hey! And they're like, hey! It's a place literally full of, like, Kaishu. Yeah. They have a great time with it. They <laughs> love it. It's the best. <laughs> they're doing nothing but killing big monsters and having fun with it. Monster Hunter. My characters came, was gonna come from there, actually. Feral. But yeah, they're, they're, they also came from the original invasion from wherever the Dullumbians came from, and they just split off and formed their own horseback... Dothraki culture. Hmm. Game in there would be really cool. Yeah. But no, I do not believe that Tomor or the Sage or, of course, the Censor or the Prince <laughs> has anything to do with this. Mother Han, I believe she would know something. She won't be coming to us with that information, as the continuation of the storms is good for her because it's bad for me. Once I'm gone, someone more mercantile could be put in place. We'll be sure to speak with all everyone involved. Avoid the storms. They come at random. Every seven days. Every seven days. Yesterday, the last one came yesterday. Six days. Assuming the week is the same here. Yeah. 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 The storm will be brutal and destructive. Do you have shelters available for civilians? Not for us, of course. Simply, how do you handle it every, every week? It comes and... Destruction happens. Since it's caused by a actual force, I assume hiding from it would do no good. It would simply seek other ways to punish. Huh. Either way, yes, we'll we will get on this. Like gestures to YouTube. Do you have any questions? So, how are we getting out of it? Ah, there it is. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, out of character, I didn't want to ask. I was like, when is that going to be brought up? I hope it gets brought up. <laughs> Grant already has the offer. You two are like... You three are foreign divinities. He gestures you uh, in the way that he's like, yes, I know you're not foreign, but... Yeah, you're foreign divinity. 
foreign as foreign divinities, it is incredibly illegal for the cults you've been forming. I, even though I now run this place, previously held the ear of a vast amount of the Regency's court and the Regent himself. I would be the person that would make the proper connections for you to have legal cults and worship and dedicated temples. That's all it takes for me. I mean, it will be staying here. We'll probably need to access those wards that are here because they're hampering our abilities. I can give the word, but the prince is the one that would oversee that. And unfortunately, it would be inadvisable for me to give you access to the wards in such a way that would allow you to be bonded to them. Because if there are any incidents that come from that, that would be my head. Additionally, if the uh, ward is acting unstable or dangerous, being connected to it could also possibly not be in our best interest. I can't let, I cannot allow three foreign divinities to bond with the ward. Uh, unless the investigation proves fruitful quickly, simply because that would look, that would be the, I would be gainsaying the Regency. So if we start bringing you immediate info that proves fruitful, yes. Solve the storms, you could bond with the wards, and start working over other things for other rewards. I'm sure there are many parts of each Chow that could be resolved with three competent, resourceful divinities that would provide a mutual relationship between us and the Regency. Stop the storms, or find the culprit, or prevent the censor from coming to any unfortunate conclusions about my governing of this place. We're also not nobility, so no matter what we do, it's not going to cause an issue with the... Uh... I will, of course, provide you with credentials and the proper registration to push your investigation. None of the people I've listed would be able to refuse you. <laughs> Excellent. You, of course, cannot break the laws or do anything untowards, but you have your foot in the door with all these people. Sounds good. Yeah, I think that's all we need. Questions? Stop the storms. If you can stop the storms, we will be in a much stronger position. All right. Let's go. And he dismisses you, but like he's like, yeah, right, yeah, and he, like, he lets you go. He lets you leave. Makes crazy faces at you. <laughs> right? All right. After that. We're back. So, you leave the governor's palace and remove yourself from the Empyrean wards that are oppressing you. Stop oppressing me. And Ichao is before you. The city is built into, uh, divided into several districts that are all walled in between each other. The Banner District is the where you are right now. It's the barracks for the military force of like 5,000 goddamn people. Uh, it holds the governor's palace that you just left. Uh, Noyan, Noyan Tomor's house, um, 
and it is adjacent to the Silver District, which is where you came in from. Silver District is the docks and the goods and the trade and the slumming and a kind of a slumminess, and it has uh, Mother Fuhan's big painted home because she's a money person that's oh. rich. Uh, the Incense District is like Taoist shrines and churches and Arcanists and hedge wizards. It's, it's magic and stuff. Uh, the Flower District is the Entertainment District. Brothels, tea houses, theaters, entertainment. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. place. Anyone that lives there? Um, no, actually. Huh. No one important is going to live in the poor district. The Mulberry District <laughs> is off-limits uh, to you guys, unless you want to meet the Prince, because he lives in the Prince area. Because he has to be right by the the altar, because the altar's in there. Mm. Um, but you you are told not to go in there because and someone just tells you it's where they live. Who's they? You know, like the the citizens we had to separate from the rest of them. Is there a plague? Yeah. Yes, but not that way. The reeducated ones. The reconditioned citizens. Well, that's a new word for it. They are reconditioned and are made loyal but in a very different way. So we had to seal them off so they'd stop hurting uh, non-reconditioned people. This is a function of the I don't remember what it's called. Right? Altar of the Heaven. Altar? Yeah, sometimes Heaven gets mad at a citizen and fixes them so they're more in line with the pattern says the guy you're talking to. This sounds amazing. Listeners can't see the looks Nicole's face is going through. And they have to be locked up? They are very... Um, they're... They follow all the laws. Every law. Even the ones that you can't follow without contradicting other laws. And if they see people who don't follow the law, they demand they be punished appropriately. And if they don't get punished appropriately, they get rioting. I see. They are very loyal to the pattern and the true king and the regency and the right way of things. So we put them in the Mulberry District near the altar where they can be good. He leaves off the location that everyone else can be bad. Oh, sorry, continue. I'd say our best bets are the censor uh, and the horse lord as a start. I mean, the sage might know something about what's going on, what's wrong. Hmm. And then there's the iron district. It's the largest district, it takes up the biggest footprint. And it is a 24-7 ironwork, uh, timber, cloth weaving industry center. Like, it's where all of Yi Chao's uh, uh, focus goes into. It is constantly producing material for the war. Cool. Um, why do you think the horse lord will be helpful? He's a... He sees the coming and goings. He might know if someone infiltrated, if uh, anything seems strange. He's also allies of the governor. The governor said he found something. 
Yeah, exactly. He might be just someone to talk to. I don't remember the governor saying he found something. I don't remember that. He did. What did he say? He said that his men saw something uh, on patrol. Okay. I do remember that. Okay. Alright. So you're going to go see Noyantomor, the Tobin Scout. Yeah. Alright. Alright. So, uh, you are led to, or, you know, you're given directions to the House of Tomor. Um, it's in the Banner District, right where you are. It's the barracks that the horsemen live in, the Tobins. Um, you know, not the best barracks, because this place is a whole, covered in pollution. But, you know, vast stables of horses, you know, enough horses so that there's like two to two and a half per Tobin. So there's a thousand Tobin, maybe three thousand horses here, all being cared for and like kept healthy. And they're, you know, Dothraki slash Mongol horde horses. They're big, strong, fuck you up stock. And then there's the guys that use them. We're like crazy hunter people that have, that are like, you know, murder bowmen and swordsmen and dragoons who like, you know, use horses as like, you know, a way to like swiftly jump off, murder someone and get back on using reaping scythes and lances. They're, these people are different from the, the Dolumbians you're used to. They're not like a unified military force. They're more like a swarming horde. Hmm. They're just ready to kill you. They were furs and like heavy leather armors, and you know a lot of them have that kind of. I'm gonna keep using it. The Dothraki aesthetic, like they're they're like that. They're these guys that are all like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, Tor has like his own kind of house built into the barracks that's for him. And when you come on, like come on through, they all kind of see you guys. And word has spread like wildfire through town that you know there are wandering divinities here. So, you know, they, they give you a birth, but not, like, a fearful one. More like, oh, all right, they're here now. Neat. <laughs> We're important. Yeah. Man, what I wouldn't do for one of those horses at, like, one-third its size. Yeah. Sure, you could breed them, keep them when they're young, and then sell them when they get too big. Huh? Maybe. Yeah, a lot of these are, like, strong stock. A lot of them are built for, like, draft, like, just pulling and, like, you know, endurance. Some are for speed and are a lot, like, thinner and lankier. Um, there's a lot of animals here. And just a lot of activity. Yeah, a few of the guys kind of, like, start to get guide you through, you know, shooting questions at you. You ever killed a man before? What's your deal? How are you so small? Every time I kill a man, I shrink an inch. <laughs> once I was 12 feet tall. They, they love that. <laughs> they notice that you got like a crossbow and they're like, jet, you know, taking a jab at you for it. It's like, oh, crossbow, eh? Yeah. What of it? That's just, you know, it's, you don't see those often out here. Uh, how good are you at it? And they like pointed a target. Yeah. He just reaches out with one hand, kind of covers his eyes and uh, shoots it. Everyone loves that. Everyone's high-fiving you. You're going to need rotator cuff surgery because you're the best <laughs> from all the high fives. <laughs> they get a lot of leverage on those high fives. You're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Why Lord. are they hitting me in the hand? <laughs> what is this? Oh, God. <laughs> is that an attack? Is that an attack roll? <laughs> 
The uh, house, like the interior, is like has a nice kind of um, almost like a sauna-like amount of smoke in here. It's it's very humid. It's very warm and hot. Uh, there are skins all over the wall, trophies, the twisted horns of like you know two-headed elks that have been pinned to the wall. Uh, you know, claws from monsters, uh, just large like buffalo. You know, a fire pit in the middle of the room that has like different logs and like skins put over top of it to like hotbox the place. And there's just jugs of like rice wine and a, a fermented drink that you can't quite discern but does not look awesome. <laughs> it's like a thick cottage cheese of alcohol. Oh, they have fermented fucking horse milk. Yeah, they gluck, do. Gluck, gluck. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Welcome to your tape. <laughs> Still can't believe your people make wine out of rice. Miserable shit. Right? Says Tomor. <laughs> Big dude, you know, uh, strapping. Uh, he has, like, pants on. That's basically it. You know, he has a skin over his waist. Um, on his back is a bow. The bow is about one and a half times bigger than, like, a strong archery bow. and has, like, sutras wrapped around it and, like, twisting uh, antlers carved, that it's carved out of, and the, the string itself seems to be out of gold thread. It's magic. It's blessed. Hashtag. <laughs> magic missile. Oh yeah, I could totally hurt you guys. Yeah, that stuff sucks. But you get what you take. I'm, uh, I'm Noyan Tobor. Grant. Lowling. Azazel. Oh man, look at you. Yep. Oh, you're... oh man. I've heard of you. You're the poet. Yes, musician. Nice. Yeah, the governor uh, told us that you might have info for us regarding. What's going on here? Yeah. You talking about the storms? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot of information on that. Uh, it's a little bit above my pay grade. But I do have something you can do for me. Uh, in exchange for things not related to Ichao. Such as? I've been trying to get the governor to finance a raid on Rakton. Okay, The governor's pretty pro-war, you can tell if you've met him, right? Yes. Jang, Jang does not cover that up. But he's been rebuking me for the last little while. He Ragtime has been consolidating. Their raiders have been coming into here. They've been harassing the people that live on the border. Not the people here in each other, but further out, there's border people. And they've been sending more monsters down. The problem is we're technically not allowed to cross the border. So I can't go and raid in there and my men are getting, getting stir-crazy over it. I figure a good solid raid will us go in, kill everyone we see, bring back their bodies and their and pillage the place, burn to the ground any city we come across. That'll keep them out of each out for know, a good solid while. Take the stress off its back while it's dealing with all this shit. Right? Problem is, we're gonna lose people, obviously. That's what raids are about. And it's gonna cost money. I mean, we're not technically part of Dolombai, uh Jan is paying my horde to be here. He's actually paying for double the amount of people that usually get assigned to a city like this. 
he, he's really putting the money into the city for the, the defenses. But he can't... He doesn't have the money to do it. So, my thing is, if I could get people to go and kind of soften it up ahead of time, and maybe convince Jiang to, to sign off on it, we can go on through. I thought you said you didn't have the money. Well, okay, there, 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 there's another half to that. I know where the money is in town. And if we were to eliminate the person holding on to it, we could take that money, give it to me, and then we could go on that raid. We wouldn't have the Regency's permission. You know, we'd be doing it without their permission. But if we're successful, we wouldn't even have to beg forgiveness afterwards. They'd love that. But if too many of my men die or we lose too much uh, resources in the raid, then Jiang will probably be killed. Kinda, Not me, though. I'll come out smelling like a rose. Kind of risking your friend's uh, career here, ain't you? I mean, his career's already on the chopping block with that sensor here. He needs a win. And my men need the murder. So who's this money holder that... Uh... There's this woman in town called Fu Han. She controls the money. She controls the business. She is a tough broad. But if she's been... If she's removed... Whatever person replaces her will be weak and pliable, and will know that murder is not out of the op not out of the question. So we can just take the money without the merchants getting up in our grill about it. So you're asking us to assassinate someone for you in exchange or just for make her go away, make her not be in control of the merchants. That'd free up the money that the city would need. Plus, we could probably make most of it back raiding. But we gotta play for horses, feed, the families of the people that are gonna die on this raid. You know, it's gonna, it's not gonna be, it might pay for itself in the long run. And it'll give the city security, which will lessen the amount of patrols and a lot of the resources we have to spend anyway on these, on the people on the border. If the people on the border are happy, there's a lot less complaints going back to the Regency and each house in a better position. When was the last time you had an actual incursion on the city? A city? The city doesn't get incursions. It's a fortress. No one's ever attacked. That's that's not what the city's here for. The city is well within Dullabai territory. It's the people that live on the border regions that are being harassed. That's where we defend. Hmm. Ichao's fine. Ichao has stone walls and four thousand men stationed in it at all times, and is constantly pumping out soldier armor. So how how often are the surrounding towns attacked then? Daily. Not just Ractine Raiders either, not just those thieving sorcerers, also monsters. Freaks. Sounds like you're risking a lot here just for a uh, raid. That's what we're here for. We have, uh, we're a thousand hordes strong. We sweep on in through the borderlands, up past into Ractine territory. We do an actual incursion into it. We kill off every single Ractine we find and monster. We don't go into the forests. No one goes into the forests. But if the borderlands are wiped clean, it'll discourage anyone from coming on through for the foreseeable future. Also letting, um, Tobin, they're called? No, the Tobin. Uh, letting Tobin, letting a Tobin horde go stir-crazy in 
chow is not something. Recipe for disaster. Hmm. My they're sons they're are, not known for their patience. My sons are a real piece of shit. He's going to start shit sometime soon. Well, maybe we can speak with his mother, uh, what's her face, and see what her deal is. Plus, I should point out, just to sweeten the pot of, uh, you know, wealth and prizes and don't interest you. Well, you didn't also mention... Well, I mean, you go first. I don't want my, I don't want my people being massacred. You go first and find any of the real horrors in there. You know, a small team of three or whatever. Go through, find anything that's big, kill it, so I guys can go through and just kill, like, people. Like, the, the monsters, the big monsters, uh, they, they are the ones who eat up most of our resources anyway. Kill those first. Leave the people alive, like the raider camps and the bandits and the, the, the malcontents and the sorcerers. We can take care of those. Three people going in and killing monsters isn't a big deal, but if a, if a horde of Tobin horse archers come on through and some survivors run back to Racktime to let them know that a sweeping horde of archers came through, that's the fear. But if they see, you know, 50 of my men get killed by a, a bison that breathes fire, then they're not, no one's going to care about that. Will this weaken our position um, any chow if we, word gets out that we went into? I mean, not all of you look like you're from around here. I mean, our... Are you Jinzai? Do you work for the Regency? No. No, what's happening? You're just a bunch of strangers going and murdering people. No one says no to that. People love that. I think the big danger... They have here... a word for it. It's called war. <laughs> I think the big danger here is us fumbling our position with Mother Han. I mean, yeah, if you want to negotiate with her, fine, but she's a stone-cold bitch. She's working with that asshole censor to undermine uh, Jiang. Oh, really? Oh, they're up to something. They're going to try and pin this on him and have him killed so that uh, she can have more control over the replacement. And she's paying off, and I think she's paying off the, uh, the censor. That would not surprise me. He doesn't have the most stunning uh, reputations. Also... I mean, I'd pay off the censor if I could, but I don't want to. And if I was the censor, I'd take the money. Mm. Also, he's yeah. a manipulative prick. Yes, you're uh, not supposed to do that, though. Right? Uh, I confronted him <laughs> about this kind of stuff before, and he started to, like... He just started talking at myself and Jiang. Like, he just started talking about nonsense, about their stupid pattern and the order of things, and everyone's in their place. And it was all bullshit. But Zhang was, like, completely convinced that this was absolutely, like, a real thing. He just, he just talked circles around us for an hour. I, it was all nonsense to me, but Zhang was like, oh, man, that guy was completely right. Hmm. It was nuts. I've seen that type before. I'm that type. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, definitely we shouldn't agree to anything before talking to any of the others. Yeah, it doesn't mean we won't do it for you, it just means no yeah. promises. It's all good. But if you do go on the raid and do the scouting for me, at the very edge of where we want to go, there's like some new city that's been founded. And my horse guys, like my the scouts I sent through without permission, they saw people from the city there. Like from here. That sounds interesting. Right? Yeah, how many people? What do you mean? 
specifics. They were drunk. We said like a city, though. Like like a town, like I don't know, maybe a hundred people. Just living in the Ractine borderlands uh, that are, and some of them are from each other. Some of them were noble women. Have there been reports of noble women going missing? I mean, yeah. People die in the storms all the time. So it's one non-found body being swept away in the river. No, I, I don't have like a lot of specifics. It's just two guys I sent through. You know, they're at the end. They're going to turn around, turn back after going that deep in. They had a few celebratory, you know, rounds the night before, so they don't have a lot of the details down, but there's a whole town out there. Ron, where is this town? Like, it's deep in the Racktime borderlands. Don't, like, take a map? Yeah, he can show you where he, yeah. where he is approximately. I'm like, does he know, like, any kind of... Get the quest marker. <laughs> it's basically on the route he wants you to take anyway. Like, there's Ractine in there, and there are Dillandians in there. We'll wipe them out. In the city, there's both Ractine and... Yeah, Dillian. it's like a little, you know, homeless person town. Defectors, possibly. People that we will kill when we go on through. <clears throat> It'll be great. We don't want you killing Dillandian citizens. Hey, don't... No... They're not citizens if they're living in the Ractine side of the border. Oh, they're on the Ractine side. That's you said near the borderline. I thought you meant on our side. No, the, that's the whole point of sending you guys and my people in because it'd be breaching into it'd be an invasion. It'd be an act of war. Yes, but you said it was in like the borderland, like between the borderland and their side. All right, anyway, anyway, yeah. Well, we'll see about funding this shit, possibly, and uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes from there. Yep. Yeah, get rid of another foo. Okay. Do you want to go out to the, to check this out, or do you want to check something else in the city first? You should stay in the city. Oh, Anyway, if you do the scouting run for me. I'm pretty sure that uh, if you clear out the things I we don't want to deal with and just leave the bandits and whatnot intact, make it look like a soft target raid, that'll be all I need to convince Yang to go through with it. Plus, um, as for Mother Fu and the, uh, what do you call it, the, uh, the censor, um, I know that she's bribing him because some of my guys were hired to protect the silver shipments she sent to him. Oh, the silver shipment? Yeah, like... like Ingots of silver. Where would the shipment be? Oh, it's already gone to him. Oh, but, uh, you know, when I heard about it, because my guys were paid, you know, they're not going to say no to work. They, they got paid, they did the shipment, and then they came to me. Uh, me and Jiang went to the censor and were like, you, you're clearly being bribed, you fat piece of shit. And uh, he just talked at Jiang, and Jiang's like, oh no, he clearly isn't being, he's being bribed. That's insane. He just talked about... <laughs> Philosophy and ignorant people growing up in a cave, and he just, he just went on and on and on. Hey, you let us know if uh, you get word from your men about another bribe going through, and uh, maybe we can intercept that. Yeah, payment. you can even keep some of it, too. Well, if we do that, well, she's bribing him, so if she stops, if that money doesn't go through, I'm sure that won't go well for her. 
Yeah, we can even see about you keeping some of it too if you want, you know. I don't know. That money might just go into the uh, raid, but you never know. Oh yeah, I don't mind a few extra pieces of silver going my way. People like money? I do. <laughs> Usually, yes. People like money. So yeah, you know, hey, just go ahead. That'd be great. Hmm. Soften up the targets in there. Might be perfect, and I can use that as leverage to get us raiding on through. You can even accompany the raid for us to head to that little town. All right. Whew. Yeah, I uh, I need the whole area scouted out so we know what we're going to be expecting. I can be riding with horses too. The whole trip could take you guys no more than three days. Hey, all right. Bert, just come back and let me know. We'll send you on your way. What do you say, scouting? Three days when we only have six till the next storm. Hmm. We may want to talk to people first. Yeah. True enough, while we have the opportunity. Plus, out of game, you don't really have to, you know, do it before the next storm. Mm. You just have to fix the problem. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it takes you a week or like a month or whatever. Yeah, well, probably they'll be just like, oh yeah, they're investigating the tower. Then, oh, they came in, talked to one person, and left. They've been <laughs> investigating this place for. A, they've been investigating this for a year, so I don't think they're expecting us to be mm. like, oh. Fix it it's like, what happened? It's like, oh, they went three days out of town. It's like, I guess they got a lead and come back. It's like, hey, we have a lead. It's like, yeah, yeah there exactly. you go. That's how this works. <laughs> we hired fucking gods to look into this. They we, do shit. We paid them in servants. <laughs> we, yeah, paid them in, we paid them in actual immortal souls. Worshippers. I'm all for that. Well, my bed announces I worship. Alright, so, people left on the list is Liang, Fei, Zhao, and Han. Why don't we speak with Fei? Beautiful Sage Fei. Alright. Um, you'll, you'll have to send out word that you want to meet with her, and she'll her family will arrange uh, a meeting place with you guys. Huh. Just take about a day. Is that alright? Yep. Sure. Perfect. So, uh, in between that day, do you want to do anything else? I want to talk to someone else, the censor, Mother Han. That is her name, right? Mother Han? Fu Han. Fu Han. Yeah. May as well get that, get her out of the way as well. Yeah. Considering... <laughs> no finger guns. She has one hit die. Oh no. It'd be so easy. Dude, you're Grant, just do it Shadow of Mortar style. Put your hand on her face and turn her into an undead. I could do that. You work for me now. Secret vampire. Oh shit. You're not even a fucking, uh, Jinzai, so that's not gonna disrupt anything. Are vampires over six hit die? Uh, sorry to ask when you've done Alright, so we're back. Uh, yeah, you wanna meet with Mother Fu Han? That's mm -hmm. fine, because some fishermen are here. They just show up. While you guys are walking and talking and setting up to meet uh, the sage, they're uh, they're poor, gap-toothed, beaten-down-looking dudes in muddy, filthy Shiorin clothing, and uh, they approach you, hats in hand. <laughs> uh, good, good day, my gods. Good day. We were wondering if you could do our. Uh, our boss a favor and just just come on up for a meet and greet. Who's your boss? Mother Fuhan. She's the matriarch of the 
Silver District, kind, gentle, generous, even, he's lying to you, <laughs> even-handed Mother Fu Han, who has never once lashed out at the innocent or the downtrodden. She's, he's lying to you. What a lovely sounding lady. So would be glad right. to meet with her. Perfect. She just asked us to come and invite you, so we decided to volunteer to come on down. She's lying to you. <laughs> we'll go do that right now. Thank you very much. <laughs> Let's guide you there. I'm so happy to be alive. Did he tell the truth? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. no. He's lying. I can use necromancy on him, because he's already dead. <laughs> Cop boils over. Hell crown beckons. <laughs> oh yeah, this place is just like this entire city is just packed down on bones. If you want to do like zombie horde, even the bones. Yeah. So the whole city collapses because they're all built into the fucking uh, infrastructure. What is this Attack on Titan? <laughs> yes. Uh, Mediocre. Observe just rising up from the streets, those mudcore streets. Oh. Bone! <laughs> I reject bone! I need to pay my taxes. <laughs> so what someone shouts before they get that puppeteer plague? I reject bone! <laughs> I reject bone! Okay, so yeah, these two poor dudes guide you back to the Silver District where your shit's at. Along the way, as you're walking, there's a loud crack. And uh, just down the street, one of the house's shingles slides off, and five separate shingles hit five separate people in the skull, <laughs> killing them instantly. Uh, are they 200 feet away from me? Or like yes. Within? Okay, I'm going to activate with holding the mercy, <laughs> so that they don't die and stabilize. Oh, wee, wee. He's like, holy shit. Uh. <laughs> and yeah, they're out. They're with, you're withholding the mercy on them, though. Yeah. They're all twitching on the ground like that guy from Rick and Morty. Ooh-wee. I mean, none of us has health. Yeah, I have That's just constant, though, so I can just hold that forever. Like, they stabilize, so they're not, like, in risk of dying. They're just super unconscious with broken skulls. People are gathering around. They look sad, but they're like... They kind of just shrug. It happens. They're consoling. Are they alive? Like, are, are you able to, like, keep them alive? Yeah, yeah, that's literally it. They stabilize. Cool. Knocked out. Yeah. Those reduce to zero hit dice or hit points within 200 feet of you automatically stabilize. Or die, as you wish. <laughs> I could just be like, no, no, that's not a that's not a, a Skyrim style, you're stunned. That's literally, you're dead. Some dog, uh, uh, they get like a, like an alley surgeon to come on out and try to help these guys. And I don't know, what, do you make it known that you're using your death magic? Your hand of d the Grim Reaper? Like, given his hand is literally like this black husk that seeps the mist of Ravenloft, yes. He's like, yeah, you, uh, you want to deal with that. Alright, well, they're able to pull the shingling out, and I guess if they're stabilized, their skulls pop back into place. <laughs> like a reverse Kinder Surprise. <laughs> the surprise stays inside. So no American children will choke on it. <laughs> like a big, dumb animal. Yeah, I also have the one where I can just bring them back from the dead, but that sounds like effort that I'd have to spend, so... I need to take a day nap. <laughs> Basically. I mean, I could do that just because, you know, I have a month before, uh... Yeah. 
But no, yeah, you just stabilizes them. Oh, wow, well, yeah, everyone loves that, that you save these people's lives. <laughs> they care so much. And the brain damage. And the brain damage. Oh, wow, you guys really went on in and saved those people from the wrath of heaven. Uh, That's a miracle. Grant just kind of glances over to where they're unconscious and badly badly injured. He's like, yeah, yeah, that sure saved them. One of those, one of those two porters that came to you, kind of like they're talking to you. He just kind of puts your hand on his shoulders, like, "Take me with you." But you want to come? Like, sure, why not? You're hired. I ple- I, ple- I pledge my soul to the half man, the de- the half alive, half dead god. Okay, so do you have like a holy symbol? Oh uh, yeah, a visible holy symbol. Oh, what would it be exactly? What would Grant's voice be? Is it a black hand covered in mist? Actually, yeah, it probably would be clutching a timepiece or a symbol of time. Oh, that's really, that's really complex. I was imagining a black hand covered in mist. That works, yeah. Okay, that dude is immediately going to start carving that into his chest. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so roll one, roll one. No half man shit. I get that enough as it is. No half man shit. And second of all, uh, no, that's fine actually. You you just keep on doing that. I mean, you have those flaming monk things. No, but okay. it's it's close enough. He's expecting you to use your god magic to make sure he doesn't get sepsis. Endurance. There we go. <laughs> All right, he's pledged himself to you. So when he dies, he's going to half man heaven. <laughs> half man, half house. Waiting for the heaven where everyone's my size. I'm a giant here. <laughs> I'm a big man. Wait, yeah, everyone there's in like these tiny houses and they're tiny size. Grant's just like regular size. <laughs> <laughs> I feel big. Like that one city where bodybuilders go to that's tiny, so they feel bigger. <laughs> that's not real, is it? It's real. It is. It's amazing. Oh my god. Everything's at 75% size. That's amazing. So bodybuilders feel huge. <laughs> I know, right? Mac would love that. Yeah, I was thinking Big Mac, always sunny, right? I was big as a house. So yeah, once they're stabilized and being taken care of, I think we're good to go on to Fuhan's house. Alright, that guy, uh, that guy's not gonna lead you to Fuhan's, he's gonna go to the party boat and hang out there. Of eternal orgies, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's got god magic. <laughs> Now he won't be torn apart by ghoul lords when he steps on. Yes! <laughs> go to the party bowl, go down below, get the barrel. Because given I, I, I brought them up, I'm sure they can sense when someone's like one of my cultists. So. Oh yeah, totally. Like, yeah, they can know who your worshippers are. Boop, 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 boop. Hmm. Awesome. I mean, they're your worshippers. They have a soul too. They pledge their soul to you. Yeah, true enough, yeah. So they know, they... You can kill this guy whenever you want. Or to take any sort of limitation on him. Yeah, you just like torture him forever. As as a god bound of your level, you can just be like, dead. <laughs> yeah. Congrats, you're now serving in my eternal army. He's like, okay. <laughs> I, re- I reject. I reject life. I reject taxes. Anyway, the other porter leads you to the silver district where that guy was already going. That guy just kind of like beelines away from you directly to the boat. <laughs> he like just starts taking his clothes off his poor ugly muddy clothes like, he just starts stripping to walk onto the boat perfect Good God. <laughs> those people's lives are miserable 
cartoonishly so. <laughs> I've read the book, man. These people live shitty lives. If a bunch of gods of life and death and awesome are going to show up, yeah, people are going to start just leaving. I'm sure they. I'm sure the higher ups are going to appreciate that over time. They invited us here. They're going to legitimize us and be like, "Oh wait, oh god, no." Where's all our workers? All right, you brought a bunch of winding, clickety, clackety steps that are like poorly put together that leads up and up and up to this large, gaudy estate. You're brought in. It's a, you know, stone and clay mansion uh, built up onto the other ones below it, crushing down on them. Um, it is the opposite of what the Libyans think is tasteful. I was going to say... <laughs> Everything has gaudy colors, things are painted, and, like, the hallways are covered in life-size portraits of Mother Fuhan. Prettied up, I assume. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. They're all different portraits. So I just imagine, oh, her grabbing some other portrait and telling you just to put her face on it. Man, this woman lives like some kind of baroness. <laughs> Hey, Burns. I forgot. <laughs> oh my god. It's fine with any other type of noble. It's just something about the title. Something about the title. Uh, but yeah, you're brought into Mother Fuhan's estate by a servant. Not the porter. The porter leaves. Um, let's see. Just pausing. But yeah, the servant explains that you know, this, this, this is just the shows of affection uh, the, the master of the house, Luban, gives to his wife, his doting, beautiful, compassionate, kind, prize of a wife. He's lying. 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 Lies. Yeah. He, he spent a vast amount of his own personal fortune on establishing these murals to her uh, in hopes of just paying back destiny the small amount of favor that heaven bestowed upon the miracle of finding Luban, saying away his other previous wives, completely of his own volition. Lies. <laughs> Fairly poetic, though. That's <laughs> what so the servant says, this weathered, butlery-looking servant, <laughs> with his boxed ears and cauliflower-like uh, bruising. Christ. <laughs> and uh yeah you come into a room it's a nice kind of fire no there's not gonna be a fireplace in this fucking tr death trap <laughs> uh it's like a tea room you know it, it oversees an angle of the river where you can see that the river exists but not all like it, it, it's upstream where the pollution isn't quite there it cuts out all the riffraff <laughs> riffraff rats. Uh, and in the in this tea house, you know, um, is Mother Fuhan. She's an older woman. Um, you know, she's dressed in finery that is very gauche, uh, very baronessy. And uh, beside her, like she's sitting having tea, and beside her, standing, looking weathered, is Wakolani Luban, her husband. He's bald, he has bags under his eyes, he's currently pouring her tea with a shaky hand. Wow. <laughs> Just, uh... Alright, we're back. So, uh, 
he's pouring tea. He's, he kind of moves over to you. She, she looks at him. He looks at her. And then he gestures over to you guys to, like, sit and kind of moves over with the tray. Can I interest you in some tea? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. He just puts the cups down and tries very ceremoniously to pour without fucking it up. And then he leaves the room. Kidnapping him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to go Would you like to be a ghoul? He's like, yes. I just want the sweet release of death. Start putting everyone in a sack. It's like we're just saving everyone in the city. Wanna be a pipe piper just lead you away? It's a pipe piper. Don't have chloroform in this game, and he's not a child. I'm sure we can we can provide. Artifice, you can transmutate into anything. Yeah, with artifice, you can have all the chloroform you'd ever need. I mean, do we really need chloroform? I mean, fertility also is plant based, and I'm sure chloroform's a plant. <laughs> People are actually begging to be kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy literally did. Just for walking the street, people are just chloroforming their children. It's like, oh no. I sure hope nobody takes them to a better life. <laughs> Please take my children, goat headed man. <laughs> yes, chloroform goes from seaweed and fungi. Oh, interesting. Oh, good to know. Now we're on a list. <laughs> I guess we Thanks, just Wikipedia. stare at this man while he pours our tea. So yes, Mother Fu is there, and after the husband leaves, like she just kind of like turns her head and watches him leave the whole time until he does, <laughs> and the door shuts. Jesus. She turns back to you guys on her hawk-like neck. Kaka. Well, it's a pleasure to have the foreign divinities here in my humble estate. Yes, we've, we heard word of you. It's a pleasure to meet face to face. He's lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. The governor spoke so kindly of you. Lies. <laughs> I have called you here in hopes of deflecting any of the cruel deceptions that might have been placed onto you by the corrupt governor of the city. Careful, Devin, you're slipping into Countess territory. I, I don't want to like her. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's fine. We know what happens to people you like. <laughs> For blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. I just hope I was able to reach you before any lasting damage was done. <laughs> Whoever would speak ill of you, I can't imagine. Jealous people, cruel, out-of-touch men. I've worked very hard to get where I am. She's not lying about that. <laughs> you should be looking to help the people of Ichao. The storms are being caused by corruption in the administrative side, the, the, the ruling caste. It isn't the people here that are being, it isn't them being punished, it's the people. The governor is to blame. His incompetence once again has caused this city to come to ruin and its people to be harmed. 
Do you mean... Is she even lying about that? She... Because it's not just strip lying, it's also being deceitful. So... Oh no, she's trying to deceive you. Okay. But she's not exactly lying, like, she... From, a, from her point of view, he's... Oh, no, 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 no. She's, she's fucking pulling your goddamn dick. <laughs> she's she's trying to manipulate you, but in the back of her mind, she probably doesn't fully believe the governor's at fault. He's just a really easy person but, to... But she does... He's in charge, so he should have fixed it by now. She, she is vaguely aware that it has to be someone in that side of things, though. Hmm. But th- those facts don't matter to what she's doing now. <laughs> they just, they're, they're just, you know, running parallel to each other. She's not doing this from a certain point of view. The Jedi are evil. She's just trying to pull <laughs> your yank your chains. Same means something that happened before. Oh, the people are suffering every day here. The governor is a tyrant. He he overtaxes the city. He drains our coffers. People are living in abject poverty, and he spends it. On, sometimes he spends it on the, the Delumbian front, the war effort, but most of the time it's for his own perverse pleasures. That's, She's lying. I was going to say that. No, he loves yeah. the war. Grant keeps looking, keep looking over the scholar's way. just to... Yeah, I'm I'm giving the cue. The that... cue you've all pre-established. Yeah. yeah. Like, straight up, I'm probably like playing on my musical instrument. Ding, ding. So there's probably like secret coded notes in there. Giving her a sad, giving her a sad background music <laughs> to her tragic tale. <laughs> the overtaxation of the city, the 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 oh, almost outright theft, is causing an enormous amount of strain on the population. People are selling their children into slavery. I have cases I could name right here off the top of my head: the the Huns, the foes, the uh, Orcais. All of them had to. Uh, close out their businesses and send their children away uh, into into the into the brothels into the the pig iron mines. Is it actually? It's all the governor's fault. She's that, lying I was gonna about say. That. Um... What do people do go with the slavery? Well, yes. And you're doing your best to prevent that, I assume. Of course. If it wasn't for me, these people would be much worse off. She's lying. I would like to use... A smite. <laughs> um, a truth that burns. Oh, no. Commit effort for the scene and choose a visible target. Learn the knowledge of them or their plans that they least want you to know, as judged by the GM. Oh, okay. worthy, worthy foes get spirit saved. Yeah, she's not worthy. Yeah. Oh, okay, Mother Hufan is... Uh, or Fuhan is... Han is... <laughs> um, she is bribing the magistrate. Okay, the magist- she knows the magistrate's going to fix this, but she's bribing him so that when he fixes it, he also pins it on the governor. So the governor gets his ass kicked, and then the magistrate can use his influence to get someone in here that'll be more money-friendly. The plan she most least wants people to know about is she's planning to raid a tax shipment uh, that's going to the warfront and steal it. Hit it on the governor who stole his own tax money from the whatever, and then use that money to pay off the censor. I see. <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> okay. We'll figure out when that shipment is. <laughs> She's probably going to try and hire you to do it. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
without like direct proof of that though, other than just our word, it'd be hard to prove that though, I think. I mean, you could steal the shipment and pin it on the full hand by bribing the sensor with the same money. I mean, you wouldn't have to bribe the sensor to hurt Fu Han. You'd just strike her down with all your hatred. Also, we could just not give him the money, and then she'd be like, I gave the, the money. The government did it. But she is going out of her way to hurt people, clearly. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you want to use, like, casual knowledge or whatever gifts or deceit stuff, she yeah. put those people into slavery. She sold those children to the whorehouses. She killed her own parents. <laughs> Dumbledore eats babies. She's, she's the worst human being in this module, up next to the villain before we change that stuff. <laughs> so you're kind of like indicating when she's lying about the slavery stuff, but mm-hmm. Grant doesn't know yet that she's yeah. the one directly doing it. Uh, are you guys showing sympathy? You guys are showing sympathy and stuff. You're all like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah we're putting on, we're feigning about as my effectively as she is. Detective Devin. Okay. So I'm looking like a very sympathetic ear right now. Oh All right. no. She's just buying into this because this is exactly what she likes. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I don't want to I don't want to burden you with these uh, overly emotional stories. I only use them to illustrate a point, and the point is is that this city is suffering because of the people in charge's callousness and greed and perversity. It certainly sounds like it. Um, but it doesn't seem like the governor is the actual source of the shrines. It's his corruption that does it. He's stealing tax money from the good, honest people and using it to fund his own personal gain. He's, it's treason. And I know just how to set things right. Oh, really? Well, another one of his thefts of the people's money is happening soon. A shipment of taxes is supposed to go to Dullumbai, to the Regency, but it'll never reach it. But, that's, that's not even a lie. <laughs> but if you were to intervene on the people's behalf, we could take that tax money and give it back to the other merchant families here and redistribute it to the poor and use the bulk of that money to remove him, and that would end the storms. And everyone will be happy and safe again. And a better me- uh, regent or a better governor will be put into place. It does sound like a rather succinct plan. It would solve everything immediately. <laughs> we definitely don't want They would to idolize you as divinity. We, we, we could, it would be a, a wave of freedom across the entire uh, fortress city. We definitely don't want any more of the uh, people's money to be funneled into its own personal projects. Exactly. The worst thing is that my lies can't be detected. Yeah. I don't want you guys to think I'm buying into this. You're also like messaging us. Yeah, fair. I'm giving you the hidden messages, so... Double meaning. Grant's just like, he's just kind of flexing and unflexing his weird necromancer hand. He's like, just finish the drink, start nibbling on the teacup. Oh. What the shit? Oh yeah, you're a goat. Goat. Goats are weird as <laughs> My mother's fine china. Those are expensive, too. Oh no. That's a lie. <laughs> So 
So you're suggesting that we uh, procure this. If you could show that you're a champion of the people, I, I'm certain I could pull together the information about the, 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 the nature of the governor's predilections. I think I might have some leads on it. She's telling the truth about that. On the governor's predilections? No, on the leads on what's causing the storms. Like the truth behind it. <clears throat> oh. We definitely are interested in that. Well, do you know? I just... She's holding it hostage. Did you, did you say that out loud? <laughs> no. <laughs> that seems like a roll to attack. <laughs> oh no, she'd attack you. <laughs> He's like, well, stop, stop, stop that. Just her frail old lady hands. <laughs> She's witch age. Over 40. Very well. This, if this, this does sound like the most, um, the quickest way to get what we need. Perfect. Let's work together to get that, to get that money back to the people. That's a lie. <laughs> yes, let's do exactly that, unless... He stares at the person who he knows can control minds and whole information from people. I mean, I can only influence emotions. And he takes the longest sip of tea. Question, why do you want to know if people can control minds? Because then she can just tell us what she knows, and we won't have to do this shit. Oh shit, I can totally do that though. Um, oh wait, you can? Yeah, I'm a, a master or whatever of the Academy of Thought. Um, I'm perfectly fine with giving this woman a heart attack. I could just do that. <laughs> With all the mercy. Let me let me read over this. Sure. Okay. Wait. Uh, Academy of Thought. You can. Yeah. You can totally just rip the knowledge out of her head, oh, or right. destroy her mind and make her a mind servant. I don't necessarily want to destroy her mind, but I do want to know what she knows, and also if there's any proof of what she's planning anywhere, so I can get the proof and give it to the authorities. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe she has paperwork. That's, that's not <laughs> how this. Dumb, but... That's not how this works. You don't need proof for things when you're not uh, a, a magistrate. Like, yeah, that's fun. true. Also, uh, <laughs> okay, sign mother fool. She she's a merchant and she's a known criminal. And say, everyone's the guy corrupt. Hates her. And she's a woman. Like, come on. The, the boss son. of the city also hates her. I wanted so much to like her the first time we played this too. I was like, oh, she's like she's like a lady that made her way in the city and stuff, and then you're like, oh. No, she's transparently the bad. <laughs> let, me, uh, the slavery. let me pause. Alright, we're back. So, you're gonna use your Academy of Thought and mind control powers to make her your mind servant? Yes, I'm going to make her tell me, um... You psychically control her brain, and she just kind of sits there drinking her tea. You should really tell us when that next shipment is. She gives you the dates in, a, like, a couple days. Mm-hmm. What other information the leads. would you need from her? What other leads you have? The leads, definitely. Yes. Leads. I forgot she had just said that. God damn it, Nicole. <laughs> I mean, you should do this for everybody. Tell us everything you know. <laughs> Mind control. Yeah. <laughs> you know low magic works in the governor's palace when the Imperial wards are around. Yeah. It's huh. completely shut down, and most people have magic defense. Yeah. Mother Hand's the only one that... That's a complete lesser foe. Yeah, Mother Hand's like the weakest one of all of them. 
That makes her slightly more, that makes her even more impressive that she's gotten this far right. as a one hit die NPC with those special abilities. If only she had gotten this far and not been a dick about it. I'm just picturing her as a god bound with like wealth. Anyway, she is there. What is your question? What are the leads she has that she's not telling us? Yes, what other leads do you have regarding the issue with the storms? Oh, um... Oh, okay. Um... The governor's behind the wave of runaway wives. What do you mean by that? Wives are running away more than usual in the last six months. Why do you think the governor's behind it? It has to be him. Something he's doing. There's no other explanation. Sometimes wives run away, but in the last six months, uh, dozens. 40, 50 maybe? Oh wow. Nobility? Yes, well-born. Not... Uh, most of them above average. Uh, huh. All of them were pregnant. Shit, the women and the, uh, mm-hmm. across the border. Um, they weren't mistreated. Lived pretty good lives. Having a son would have made them have higher standing. Do you have a list of these names? I could make one. Do so. Okay. Parchment. <laughs> a clicky pen from, uh... <laughs> What's it called? Tra- from the Canadian <laughs> trader. I don't, yeah. She's like trying to dip it in the ink if you gave her it. Like, she doesn't know what the fuck a pen is. She gives us a list. Yeah. Hmm. Are there any questions we need from her? Who's really at fault for the enslavement of the children and the like? Oh, that's her. I already know. That. Oh, that's definitely me. Oh. I did that because they were my competitors, so. I uh, made sure that they suffered the ultimate humiliation. Uh, uh, do we I was going we... to trick you to make you work for me. Huh. Do we need to know anything else from her? No. Uh, I was planning on turning her into the authorities and having her dealt with that way. Also, when she, you... can, she can talk more about the, the wives. Okay. Yeah. Because when you look back, Grant's got his hand up. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's okay. also better so that people don't think that she was just... Killed from wandering gods for no reason. I mean, a heart attack isn't really going to be led back to any of us, but... Uh... Fair. Also, she has more information? Oh, yeah, most of the wives were recovered. Recovered? Yeah, they came back. Oh, they came back. Well, they were tracked down. Some of them weren't, but most of them were. With the children still? Yeah, they're still pregnant. Oh, good. Okay. But they ran away, and then we had to, they had to get hunted down and brought back. And they wouldn't say why they left. They didn't know. They didn't know why they left. Or they said they didn't know, I guess. You wouldn't know for sure. Some of them were inspected with Taoists. Huh. Hysteria. Yeah. That many doesn't make sense. No, I that guess it doesn't. A, especially a, couple, a couple years is normal, but not 50 to 60 in six months. Perhaps I mean, have you seen each other? Hmm? I mean, have you seen each other? <laughs> right, but if they gave birth to a son, it would have made their lives easier. New, newly wedded in-law-like women are treated worse than slaves by the mother-in-law. Could be fear of the storm. They left to uh, protect their children instinctually. 
Unless it's something the shrine. The, stor- the storm got worse after they started running away. Huh. Definitely noble women running away. Storm's getting worse. But I can't see that. Are they all noble women? No, they're not like Junzai. They're just they're better stock of women. Like they came from good families. There was no good reason for them to run away. Anything else I can get from her? Uh, she's gonna steal the silver to give it to the guy to get rid of the magistrate. Uh, she'd be willing to sell you her people as worshippers. Uh, yeah, nothing really significant now that you've mind controlled her. Very well. I'm going to make her forget we had this conversation. Alright. Yes, I'm going to make her think that we are on her side, uh, basically up until the point where I got her to you tell us everything. edit that conversation. Oh, well then yeah, I'll do that. Because you have Arch Mastery of a Mind Control School. Fair. I was just going to use Excision of Knowledge to make her forget the conversation. Oh man, if it's a gift, that's even rougher. Exactly. Because, uh, yeah, Excision of Understanding makes her forget, makes can make you forget a thing. So... So Basically, we were under the impression, like, we were at the point where... Scott free. Yeah. She, she thinks we're on her side at this point. Okay. All right, let's go report her. That won't change anything. Yes, actually, it will. Because they've been looking to get rid of her for a while, so... We just have to be careful about implicating the censor. Because if we tell the guy, if we tell the governor that the censor's involved, the censor's just going to come and talk words around him again. Hmm. So. You might do that already because she's lying in his pocket. Yep. Hmm. I'm assuming he's a type where if the money stops flowing, so will his, uh. Yeah, the money wouldn't stop flowing if we hadn't done this, though, so. Well, that's what I mean, though. He's gonna find out that she's being investigated for trying to bribe him or whatever, and he's not going to get the. He's gonna know he's not going to get the money, therefore, so. Fair enough. I mean, we could just kill her, but I, I'd rather go through official channels so people know that she did bad. I mean, they already know she did bad, and no one's really done anything about it. Um, you can leave with her later. Hey, Devin? But deal what? with her now. From what I figured out about the governor, um, would it upset him or any of his plans if we just killed him, her and then told him afterwards why? Or would he rather we, like, reported her first? Outside of just wanting petty revenge and getting Probably her. Probably if you murdered her right now... That's breaking the law. Crime's illegal, fucko. That's what I'm saying. Plus the censor might be like, hey, you're the governor. You got those guys to go to her. You hired some fucking foreigners to murder a citizen. Well, it would look like a heart attack. He can make them look like a heart attack. Yeah, just use uh, Miracle of Death. Be like, oh no. You hired those divinities to stealthily kill the, her. It would look that pretty nice. sus- that it's would look pretty fucking suspicious. Yeah, yeah if mm-hmm. we like talked her and then she died. Like the same day he hired you guys, they went to talk to her and then she died of a heart attack. Yeah. Crime's illegal, fuckos. 
I, I do. I do actually. Like, I know the legal system well enough. Cause yeah, I that stuff. would like, be pretty damning. Would, what I mean is, like, she would. Like, she has a lot of money, but she she can't buy her way out of this, right? Yes, she can. You can buy rid of everything. Mm-hmm. Really wish I knew that undead that can just replace people. Well, I basically, no one can. I think if you murdered her, nobody would come after you, or the government will get by the censor. Well, if the censor is gone, you can probably murder her, and you know there will be any other questions yeah, for you. Yeah, the censor's gonna really fuck this up because he's literally the, uh, the voice of the regency here. Yeah. So once the censor leaves, once you solve the problem, you can murder her. And nobody will, you know, do anything. That doesn't help us in the in the terms of the module, though. Basically, I want her to get in trouble. Like, I want her to be arrested, but I don't know how that can happen because she's very rich and she can just pay off whatever she wants. Yeah. But the governor really hates her, so he's not just going to let her go for money. I'm well, sure. I think the only thing you could do is take the money, go to the censor, and make the censor. Well, bribe the censor to impeach her or something like that. And, you know, that's... Impeach her? She's, she's just oh, Shio Ren. Quote, whatever. But it's, like, totally beneath the censor's focus. But for How do we make it so she can't just buy her way out of this, though? Really, Peter's right. You gotta get rid of the censor. Yeah. And, like, she's not a threat to anything right now. She's just... She and can't knock off that silver shipment without you guys. Yeah. She doesn't have the manpower. She's an asshole, making everybody's life shitty, but in the span of our investigation here, her being here or not being here won't change anything, really. Such would be really suspicious, and the governor might yeah. get in trouble if we kill her. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you wanted my advice, you could remove her plan to rob the silver shipment. Yeah. Because And then that she won't takes... know how to get the money for to pay the censor. Yeah. Because, like, she needed that money. Or to... just make her convince her it's a bad idea. To try to bribe the censor? No, to try to steal the silver. Hmm. And that would, that would just take away any immediate problem that would come from her. Fair. We do have the means to do that. Yeah. So, hey, we already talked with the, the guard guy, and he said that, you know, they're putting some extra guards in there. I just meant with mind control magic. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just uh, make it so she doesn't think it's a good idea to try to rob the... Just smooth that over with uh, your gifts and your mind control? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You uh, defang the tax shipments theft. Perfect. What is your plan now? I guess I'll pause this one. Alright, who are you going to see next? The sensor. Alright, um... You are able to get a runaround, obviously, and you are told to meet in the, uh, what is it called? The Flower District at a tea house. The Flower District is very much like the other districts in town. Like, it still has that ankle-deep muck, uh, the smell, the damage, um, you know, the same kind of just state of the city. But... You know, the buildings here, some of them have been stilted up or, or have, like, moats kind of carved out around them and that have been filled in with, like, straw and packing material to make them a little easier to access. Uh, there are people on the roads and on, like, called areas that are selling their services and wares and types of entertainment. You know, brothels, boarding houses, uh, musical areas, entertainment theaters. It's, it's a very nice hustle and bustle. 
very melodic. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's like some sort of commotion as you're walking down the street. There's a man. He looks older, um, very run down, very ragged looking, and he is just um, like openly crying in the middle of the street. And there's kind of like a scene being dragged around him. I'll walk up to him, playing a calming tune. Yeah, there's uh, two constables there. They're kind of like basically starting to kind of grab at him and drag him off. And like they, everyone kind of calms down when you when you approach because you know music. <laughs> What seems to be the problem here? This guy's causing a disturbance. We gotta haul him off for, you know, serving the peace. I'm sure if I talked to them, I'd be able to make him calm down. I guess. I can't stop you. You're so charismatic. <laughs> You're so agreeable. You're like Alex Trebek in that episode of The X-Files. <laughs> they can't say no to you. All right, let's see if you can defuse this. I kind of just gesture to the guy. I'll, like, gesture for him to sit down. He's dry heaving a little, but yeah, like, you know, we kind of sobbing. Yeah. Oh, that's a sob story. (laughs) You're a bad goat human being. Well, yes, I am. I just... I don't have any money left. What happened? It's the taxes, the more taxes, we're dry. There's nothing left to give. I can't afford the the education for my son. He'll end up being a cobbler like me. Is it just you and your son? My wife and my daughter and my sister and my (laughs) mother-in-law. So like, only one of the like, people like went missing. Just, uh, <laughs> all these people. If a single one of these people went missing, we'd be so much better off. <laughs> they went missing for money. I'm assuming I know, like, out of character, I'm assuming I know how much money it costs. Like, I'm assuming he needs education to pass the test and be able to not be shit. Yeah. Do Just I have that kind of money? I mean, I'm pretty famous. I think every, play. we said the game of Wealth One, which is like probably enough to do all the stuff. But yeah. For everybody. That won't help him further than just giving his son education. Plus, it'll be taking away his taxes. Taxes are the issue, yeah. Why? Because he's being bled dry by taxes like everyone else in this city. But he already paid the taxes. This taxes are double taxes. Taxes, bribes, Taxes. Taxes are super important because this, this war is super important because otherwise the rat well, team to the governor it is. <laughs> I mean, it is also pretty important. The governor is double dipping into the town. He's bleeding everyone dry. Yeah. Which is something we can fix once we uh, establish ourselves. That's rough. That won't solve his problem. And giving him money apparently won't solve the problem, which is just absurd. It'll solve the problem short term. It'll make you feel better. That won't solve his problem. I mean, you can 
Take your word of knowledge, punch his son, so he's really smart. Then he has to pay to go to the exam still. What happens if you're not able to pay taxes in this town? Like, if you just are bled completely dry? Indentured servitude. <laughs> well, that was what everyone already did. Slavery forever. Could just make his son smart, but that doesn't actually. You can kill him. The sweet release of death. <laughs> That's horrible. I'm gonna pause. Yeah. And we're back. So, what are you doing with this sobbing, miserable man? Firstly, I'm going to calm him down. But why don't you bring me to meet your family? Oh. Oh, okay. I'm sure there's something I can do to help. You're just gonna take him away from here? Yeah. Alright, he brings you to the district that he lives in. Ramshackle, kind of low-to-the-ground house. I'm assuming of... I'm going alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can come along. Sure, yeah, Grant follows you until like you're there, and he's like, oh, look, a bar. <laughs> Unfired clay that has like those like roofing tiles on it. It's all kind of haphazardly put together. The door frame doesn't match up with the door quite right. And yeah, he brings you in. It's a bunch of people in here. They're all like... Impressed that you're here. A lot of the, the, the older folks start to fawn over you because you're famous. I'm also dressed like a fancy person. Yes. That in, this, in and of itself. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so this is his wife, his mother-in-law, his son, and his daughter. Yeah. Him. Okay. I'm going to use a miracle of knowledge to make them all really smarty pants. And all the dull and buy and stuff. I don't know how exactly miracles work. Miracles just spend effort. Okay. So you're gonna make them smart in what? Like, what do you? What do you? You're just gonna give them knowledge, all the stuff they need to pass the exams. Or exactly. Whatever. Um. I mean, Neil, but he doesn't really need to be smart. But I'll do. I'll do her. If I'm doing everyone else in the room, I'm gonna do her too. I mean. So you're gonna like? I don't know. Like I know it could be instant, but for thematic sense, what it's gonna be like an hour of you just talking to these people. Yeah, playing a song. <laughs> Play music to impose all the knowledge on them. Exactly. Sure. Alright, cool. So, yeah. Let me tell you a tale. And I'll, like, weave it into there. Um, Are you going to pay for the examination? Yes, exactly. You give him a bunch of silver? No, because that's going to take away his taxes. So, I need a way... Like, if the examinations take place at a certain time in the year, or, like, whatever... I'll be like, I will come back at that time. You go to the examination or booth, pay like, in advance, say it's for this person. Like if it's here, here's I can ticket. do that. Like, well, I there's don't... like a series of people you have to bribe, get on the docket, bribe those people, pay actual expenses, get in there, bribe a guy, and then you have to pay expenses. Yeah. So like... It's this whole thing. I'm willing to do so. I just don't know how it actually works out of character. So. Well, okay. Out of character, you're going to solve it. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's all good. You solve this person's problem. Excellent. Make their lives a better place. They're probably going to worship you. Excellent. Do any of them want to come with me? Not the son, he has to stay here. Oh, they all want to come with you if that's an option. Some sort of land of milk and honey you're talking about. Oh, then yes. That (laughs) also solves your problem. Yeah, fuck living in Dullumbai. Well, we're saying Dullumbai, but yes. (laughs) Go to the party boat. Come with me to my (laughs) PG-13 party boat. I'm sure it's not all allergies all the time. 
I mean, it's a big boat. Uh, the party boat can go suck a dick. They've heard about Kong Fang. Oh, yes. Mm. You know, the city that looks nothing like Dolan by now, and you mean, it's like you mean prospering and... Yichao. No. Dolan. No, I said Dullumbai. The city that looks nothing like Dullumbai now and is full of prosperity and military and has been churned around and people are equals in there. And it's not a big, greasy horror show because a half-man turned it into his own military city. All yeah. the fields are super prosperous. Yeah. The weather's perfect, yeah. supernaturally. I think it might even have a healing academy. Yeah. Yeah, it does, because my character was there. I'm assuming like that's said, all canon. Nothing like Dullumbai. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's just a big military city that kind of roughly follows Dolumpai stuff, but not to the point where it's like, yeah, you're all kind of evil. Do whatever. Slaves are freed. Yeah. Yichao is not the standard for Dolumpai. It is much more hardcore about all the stuff than, like, main metropolitan yeah. cities are. Fuck living in Yichao and going through academy stuff if they can just live a life of a person who already became a magistrate in this city. I mean, fair. Fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, it's more like liberal Dolumbai over there. <laughs> um, are they just allowed to leave? I mean, they're gonna, unless you stop someone from stopping them. Make sure you give them your symbol. But unless I stop someone from stopping them? Like if someone stops them and you stop them from stopping them, they're good to go. Okay, yeah, exactly. Anyway. Okay. I just want to make sure that it's not illegal been... for them to leave. <laughs> it's probably illegal. Everything's illegal if you look at it. Depends how much money you have. Anyway, the problem has been solved. We can move on to the magistrate. Or the... Censor. Censor. Very good. Let's meet some swan dragon. Yeah, it's a fucking swan dragon. Uh, Alright, you guys return to the flower district and head to the tea house. It is well furnished, it has murals and tapestries up. The furniture is made of wood that's been well kept. There are uh, paper screens dividing the various private areas, and the staff seems pretty upbeat. It's one of the better ones. And yeah, you're kind of flagged on and you guys come in because you're so noticeable. <laughs> Half-man, goat dude, well-dressed bard. Ooh-wee. And uh, yeah, sitting at the tea table is the censor, the royal censor. He is a short, but not Grant short, uh, round, Danny DeVito penguin, but in a nice way, looking dude. There's no nice way to be Danny wow. DeVito penguin. He's just like a pudgy little guy with like a little, like with a long nose, and he's kind of balding, and he's wearing like a nice little, you know, sensor outfit. He has spectacles on. It's like he's like a bird Santa Claus. <laughs> Let's go speak to Frank. Okay. Hello. Hello there. I'm glad you uh, deemed fit to come and visit me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you. The the god of Kong Fang. It's an honor. I've never met such a creature before. That's quite endearing what you've done for that city. Does he actually think that? No. Wait a minute. You might go fuck yourself. I gotta check something about this guy. Like, also deception. I mean, I'm checking that. It's like, wait, someone's being polite. Does that mean they're being condescending? <laughs> I'll knows. kill him! Everyone just wants to suck up. Uh, you can't, uh, you can't detect his shit. 
He has the word of deception. Yep. Jeez. <laughs> That's fine. I have the word of death. <laughs> so I'm playing my musical instrument also. It's like you're, you're, you're getting a busy signal. You're getting. You're on the same frequency. Grant <laughs> kind of looks over and he's like, "Oh, oh shit." <laughs> I mean, would you be able to tell he was the subject? Like, I just said yes. So yes. Yeah, does that, is that yes, how it works? Yes, yes. Okay. You, yes, I just... So you can use your deception smite on him. <laughs> so it's gonna kill him here, guys. Alright. So what was I saying? Uh, yeah, so yeah, he said stuff that was good about you. Yeah, that's, uh, that's me. And I'm sure you've heard of my compa- companions. Who hasn't? Who in these? <laughs> so, what have you found out about all of this? Oh, the, the case. I don't have any exact suspects at the moment. Uh, I'm still fielding the information, gathering what I can. It's a very complex and disturbing uh, series of events. Certainly seems like it. I'm, I'm certain even leads could uh, help us along with this investigation. Well, really, the investigation is my responsibility. I wouldn't want to trouble you with this, though I know the governor has gotten very uh, invested in the resolution of the case now that I've arrived. We must commend him for the, for the uh, invigoration that he's been brought under now that I'm here. Hmm. Well, threat to Yuzao was a threat to all of Dolombai, so... Yes, that is something the governor would say. <laughs> Jesus. Do you think otherwise? I think the Regency is very interested in the nature of this crime and would like it solved and the perpetrators brought to justice as quickly as possible, and I think they've entrusted me with that task. Though, I might have a lead, but it's just, it might be, it, it's, it's, a, it's a vexing puzzle I'm afraid I'm stuck in. Do you tell? Well, I have, of course, full autonomy in this city. I can request anyone, any person, anything, any information I would need to do my job. I mean, I work for the regent himself. I'm his direct emissary here. But... Yes, he literally is. But the information I require to probably close the case, if I were to request it, it would be made that it would no longer close the case. I believe. How so? I think that there is a paper trail at play here. But to prove it, I need access to the paperwork, but if I were to tip my hand that I knew which paperwork to look for, the paperwork would, would no longer show the parties at fault. They do generally tend to burn the evidence when there's a... So you can see the conundrum. Of course. And where is this paperwork? I assume somewhere in the governor's office. Yes, the records 
kept in the governor in the in the palace. Unfortunately, it is there. If you know specifics, I may be able to have a hand in that. Well, I'm sure. If you were civically minded, you could possibly make your way through the palace and retrieve that document for me. With it in my hand, it could be the final piece I need to put this all together, make it all make sense. Hmm. That'd be quite fortuitous. Yes, it would. The Regency would be very pleased with a resolution to this issue, and the storms could be put to rest. What do these documents look like? Would they be labeled? Would they have anything distinct about them? I could put you... I could give you the direct details you need to get to where they are and retrieve the... the, 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 the he tries to use a different word for folder, but folder... I didn't want to make it sound like it was a fucking office filing cabinet. Manuscript. But, yeah, the scrolls, manuscript, etc. I could get I could show I could get you the right path, route, move through security times, and the the area of the information that you'd have to take back. They're rather obscure documents, so I believe they won't be missed or checked on before I can uh, put the information together and make my uh, resolution to this issue. Very well. I was actually, out of character, I was actually like, oh yeah, I could really just walk in there and take it. I'm like, no, I can't use my gifts in there, right? Yeah. It would be harder for you to use Oh, I know, but I can do it. You've got four effort, and you need to spend two to... You have two effort to work with in there. Yeah. And I about actually just used one for the day to that miracle. Still can do it. Don't get caught in a fight. Oh my, oh my. If you were to get this document to me, it would help me cement who could be, what parties could be involved. And if I have that extra information, I would be more than happy to share my findings with you. I mean, we all want to find what's causing this. But it would be irresponsible of me to give you the incomplete information I have now and send you off in the wrong direction. I wouldn't want to waste your effort. I couldn't. It would be immoral for me to do so. So, give us the details. Oh yeah, he'll help you plot out the heist. Okay. Alright. Okay. How loud can you play that instrument? Very. Okay, I got something. And if you get caught, I can fix things. If you want to get into the uh, office. Right? <laughs> what is this? Just everyone around you suddenly dies. Right, I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? I've got these barrels, you see. They're on the boat. Alright. Oh. Hmm. What? Just this the way this uh, the gift for the artifact works, I think I could just make it... Because uh... hmm. I can make any event take place. Uh, provided it's, impo it's possible. <laughs> so I could just have a servant go in, take the uh, scroll, and uh, deposit it somewhere. If it's possible. 
pretty sure he's using this to frame the governor, though. Yeah, no. but if we could look at it, we could figure out what it is and maybe fuck him over by like altering the document. You have deception. So does he. And you're not directly lying to him, though. You're just altering the paper. Plus, we'll be able to... If we see the document, we'll know how he's framing the guy. Exactly. He can warn the guy. Without making it look like we actually stole the document. Pretty sure he'd be understanding. It's like, this is how he was planning to frame you. Hmm. <laughs> so we, we need to break in so that you know for sure. Also, not supplying this information to him regardless. Or it's not a decoy that he's using something else on me. Plus, if we give him a fake document, he'll still give us the information. Okay, so here's how the heist has to go. To get the document, and I'm just going to read this from the module, you have to get over a 20-foot exterior wall, cross a 40 feet of open space, climb a 30-foot wooden wall, get through an unbarred window into the archive room at the top. Once inside, you have to get at a particular document. At, if you do this at night, it'll be a moonless night and the archive will be completely unlit. Uh, the entire area is under the Imperian Ward. There are soldiers guarding the top of the wall and a small mob patrolling the open space. There is no one in the archive room after sundown. Any ruckus will bring a large mob of trained soldiers to action in 1d4 plus 4 rounds, plus 2 yeezow heroes. Sorry, any what will bring them? Noise. Noise. Uh, so, yeah. The hardest part of that sounds like the climbing. Bow plus rope. Wait, do you have deception? Yeah, I have. I specifically have you can just walk uh, right walking in. ghost. I can just walk in. Yeah. But so just go to the palace at some point. Dress up as someone else, like a soldier. Just hang around till the evening. Go in, take stuff, walk out. Yeah, you can just walk in and out, like yeah. scene swipe. Yeah. Do you want to? Yes. Okay. So you swim the overnight. The while we rest and wait for okay. appointments. So, scene swipe. You do all of that, and he gives you specific instructions. You have to go into a particular document box, which you see, and take the fifth paper from the top. Do I not know what the document is supposed to be? The fifth paper from the top. Okay. Very specific. And you have it. Yes. And you're going to take it with you away? Yes. yes. I mean, you could read it if you want. Oh, well, yeah, I want to read it. You're in the exactly. fucking unlit room, though. Oh, walk outside. It's look night. The it's a moonless night, goddammit. We're going to walk outside into the corridors where there's some light around. Yeah. Because deception. Oh, okay. Uh, so, the this document is the appointment of Abbot Fu to headship of one of the religious shrines, the Shrine of the Blue Goat, a year ago by order of the governor. And... Sorry. Appointment of Abbot Fu? Yep. Fu to the Blue Goat, Goat. Shrine. Right. A year ago, by order of the governor, and of course it was he was appointed by the city's Bureau of Religion as a directing officer. Interesting. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay. Do you take any other good documents? So maybe you could just slip the wrong document to him? No. 
I'm not even necessarily going to give it to him. I'm going to show it to you guys, and we'll figure out what the fuck's going on with this. Yeah. All right, well, you're back with them. Yeah. <laughs> he can't really implicate us in stealing the document without showing his own hands, so... Plus, I mean, really, someone got past all those people. What's more likely is that it was lost. That happens with paperwork all the time. This one specific paper, this one specific file, I don't know exactly which paper to look for. So just mulling over this paper uh, points to a abbot. Yes. Why do you think this is a smoking gun? Uh, well, a year ago is when the storm started. So maybe there's some conspiracy and that's the agent that got planted here? And... Quite possibly. Abbots have, like, Abbot is the name of, I guess. Abbot the physician. Like it's like a priest? Yeah. Okay. Abbots have a lot of influence in communities, so... Also, as long as being abbot of the Shrine of the Blue Goat, he was also appointed um, to the City Bureau of Religion as a directing officer. Oh. So he has, like, mediocre influence among the city on the religious side of it. So he's not Junzai, but he's basically... He's the religious side. They're a little different. Mm-hmm. He might be involved or he might know something. They have access to so many people in town just by being religious, in a religious place of power. Hmm. Maybe it's a heresy. That'd be a pretty big heresy. Like, pretty big heresy to cause all of this. Yes. Do we want to meet with um, beautiful sage Faye before or after we go to the shrine? I think we should gather as much evidence and uh, info information as possible. So I'd say we speak with Faye. Yeah. Check out everything else. Yep. Let's do that. Make a solid case and then we can take him for the idea, but... Well, we have nothing to confront him with. Just no. he was assigned oh, that a censor pointed him out. A censor that we're quite sure is just trying to displace the governor. We could, after talking to Faye, um, go visit the town of Runaway Wives. Hmm. That sounds important, actually. Yes. the prince, perhaps. Yeah. He is the guy that's in charge of the shrine. Presumably the he'd know something. Altar with the shrine. Either way. Whatever. What's yeah. He's in charge of the power magic that's doing the thing, so he's presumably important, regardless of how the governor regards him. Yeah, he might have some information about what's wrong with the altar itself. What's it telling everybody? So, Faye, Prince Yao, Town of Runaway Wives. Hmm. Then we'll go figure out... Uh, we'll figure out how this ties into the shrine, and we will go from there. Yep. You guys aren't going to contact the the uh, censor at all. No. no. Could we say that we failed at getting the document? No, that's not saying anything. We didn't say when we do it, so. Yeah. I see no reason to contact him about it and what what are we going to tell him like oh yeah we have the document but we're not because, yeah. giving it to you it was like the document might not be the solution to the problem it might be just an excuse for him to kick the governor out yeah so exactly just unrelated but 
that yeah. doesn't mean that we want to leave him hanging when we said we're going to do something. Like We didn't say oh. when we do it, though. We didn't say, yes, we'll do that right now. We just said, yeah, we'll... We'll get to it. Maybe. Well, yeah, well, Johnny will under no specific obligation to him, and, you know, he has no power over us, really. Well, something, something is going to happen if we don't get right back to him with Eva. Because if I were him, and I was like, this is the time that you can steal the thing, and then they never got back to me, I'd be like, like, oh shit, they are not going to do the thing that I wanted them to do. Every night, there's these guards shifting or something, something. It's not like this one specific night. It's not the silver shipment that will just be gone. Alright. Because I understand at least. Well, so that is when he told us to do it, exactly on a moonless, on the one night where it's going to be moonless. Yeah, that's why it was the one night it was moonless. Oh. Mm. Not every night is moonless. Oh. Moon. We're busy, couldn't make it this thing. Guess we'll have to wait a month. Or we'll wait for a cloudy night. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Because if he thinks that we're betraying him or whatever, he's gonna step up his plans. Like, that's, like, I don't know for sure, but that's what I would do. That was the linchpin to his plan, and we have it now, though. Yeah. He can't do anything probably without this. Because this is some concrete evidence he can use against the governor, so he at least claims. We could just give it back to the governor, explain that he's trying to use it to uh, get rid of him, find out what he knows about it. I guess yeah, I'll consider back after the prince and say, go meet the governor and ask what's the significance of this. Okay. So, I think we're swiping the night over and meeting with the sage. Okay. Let me just... Alright, so, you guys are going to go see beautiful Sage Fei, and Sage Fei and Prince Xiao, the, uh, the prince that controls the altar, they're basically the second tier of the module, so to speak. Mm. So, why don't we call it for the night? We've already gotten a good deal done, and we'll just come back next week with it. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, I was Devin, Nicole, Kevin, and Peter. And this is sponsored by Nobody, Storms of Yizao, Ichao, signing off. <laughs>